Welcome back to the Extra AF Podcast. Again, this is John McDonald, and today we got JT Germain Todd. Yes, sir. And uh, listen, IFBB pro, uh, pro bodybuilder in the open class division, and he's a whole lot more than that. I'm going to tell you right now, we've been talking for the past, I don't know, four hours? Uh, yeah. So, I know you're about four we'd hours still time. be going. We would still be going right now. Hours, yeah. And, uh, dude, I'm like... I think you're one of my favorite. Don't tell Trey, but I think you're one of my favorite guests right now. Uh, we've spent four hours bantering back and forth about everything, sure. and I feel like anytime we get on the phone or talk in person, like that's what it is. And I don't know. I'm learning a lot from you. Um, it goes both ways. Okay, I hope so. For sure. Oh yeah, um, definitely. But man, dude, um, I'm I'm gonna start out. I want you to introduce yourself. Like okay. I just we just talked for four hours. Um, again, you're a pro bodybuilder. You're 33 years old. Yeah. Um, tell us about you, man. Tell tell the world what they need to know about JT right uh, now. 33. I feel like I look like 23. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, yeah, so my name is Jermaine Todd. Everybody calls me JT. Um, just to keep it short, you know, um, that kind of nickname kind of stuck with me, I guess, the initial um, in school. There's another guy named Jermaine JT. in my class, yeah. Yeah. And his name is spelled a G, and mine was spelled a J. Okay. I think his initials were like GM and mine was JT. So every time she would say Jermaine, my teacher was like, hey, Jermaine. And both of us would turn around and it was like confusing. So she was like, look, from now on, you're JT. Yeah. And you're like, you're Jermaine. I'm like, all right. So I was JT and he was Jermaine. So that's kind of how it stuck. So anyway, so yeah, um, 33 years old. Um, pro bodybuilder for sure. Well, JT, actually, we're in Greenville, South Carolina. And you went to school where? Um, elementary school. I went to Malden Elementary School. Um, then I went to uh, Hughes Academy. Yeah. Um, transferred from Hughes Academy to Southside, and actually moved from Southside to Hillcrest High School. Okay. So I was zoned to go to Southside High School. Mom and Dad moved me to Simpsonville um, from Greenville, and that's what ended me up at Hillcrest. I'm so, just telling the people in yeah. Kuwait and California that don't know you <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So initially I was zoned for a certain area, but then we moved and I had to you know be rezoned to another school. So. Um, I played ball there, you know, the whole nine, did all the high school stuff, you know, track, field, um, basketball, football, you know, basic high school stuff. But yeah, that's kind of how my my background started was from sports, you know. Okay. Um, I got into bodybuilding kind of by accident, really. Um, I really never had an, well, I'll say I never had a idea to be a bodybuilder until it was presented to me. I didn't really know what bodybuilding was until I was probably like 17 and then I kind of got into it by accident. Um, but I knew I wanted to be an athlete, right? I played sports my whole life. I did mixed martial arts for 16 years. Um, so athletics were always in my background. But I got into bodybuilding on accident kind of. So that kind of took more of a forefront of my life as I kind of like got older. So like from 18 beyond to now is kind of when bodybuilding kind of became like what I was more identified as. Um, but, you know, I'm a bodybuilder. I don't like to say that. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm just JT who happens to be a bodybuilder, right? So yeah, well, you're a whole lot more a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. yeah for I want sure. I want to, I want people to know that about you. And if you don't know JT is a bodybuilder, uh, you need to go over to his Instagram right now. Uh, Pretty boy JT. We're on Instagram Live right now. Hey, if y'all can't hear us, let us know. And if you guys got questions, uh, hit us up. We're gonna occasionally be looking over here to see if we got any questions. But the main thing is we want you guys to hear us. Um, again, pretty boy JT underscore on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He's a whole lot more than a bodybuilder, guys. Um, he's got a perspective like none other. He's probably—I'm telling you—he's the most interesting guy I had on the podcast. Now, um, all right. So back to high school. You played sports. 
football? Yeah, football, basketball, and track. Okay, yeah. what'd you what'd you learn in football that you've been <clears> able to you've been able to carry on into life and into bodybuilding? Um, to be honest, man, like uh, I've always dealt with uh, sports. Um, I'm a very how can I put this? I do very well independently, you know. Okay. Um, but it taught me to work well with individuals, you know. Yeah. Because it's all about a team effort, you know. In football, you have obviously you have offense, defense. Um, it's not about one player. It's not about one position. You know, it's about the yeah. whole, you know, all 11 guys on the field at one time. Yeah. On offense and defense. Yeah. You know, so you have two different perspectives there. Um, but it taught me to play or to actually work with other people to get, a, 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 I guess, a common goal accomplished. It's really what I, I think I took away from that the most, which is very different for me because I grew up doing mixed martial arts. So that's an independent thing. It's all about me, all my efforts, all my shortcomings, all my glory. So whatever good or bad comes from it, it's all on me. And that's why I think bodybuilding, I think I took a liking to because it kind of got me back to that. Yeah. And what I was initially, what I grew up on, you yeah. know? So, um, so, so team sports was definitely, I enjoyed it, but I excelled at better. It seemed like doing things more individually because I didn't have to count on anyone else but myself. I know I'm never going to let myself down. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, other um, guys I can't speak for. But for me, I'm never going to like, I'm never going to sandbag or half-ass myself. I'm always going to go 100% and go hard for me. Whereas, like, on a team, you might not have everybody playing every down, every play, 100%. You might be, right? Yeah. Other nine, ten guys may not. That affects the outcome. You see what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody said this about bodybuilding. And for me, I look at it like all my failures mm-hmm. and all my successes are on me in bodybuilding. For sure. I and so I can't blame... Anybody any, else but you. No. And, sure. and, you know, there's a little caveat with, you know, having a coach... Or anything like well, that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but for sure. For provided sure. if you got a good coach and you're, sure. you're cheating on the diet, you can't blame your coach. No. I mean, you could, but that wouldn't be... No. That wouldn't be accurate. Yeah, but sure. But, I mean, just like boxing or mixed martial arts, I mean, you have a coach or a sensei or, you know, an instructor or whatever, right? But you're the only one in the tournament or in the boxing ring or whatever fighting yourself. Uh-huh. Like, that's you. You know, only you. I mean, obviously, someone's giving you pointers here and there and guiding you a little bit, right? And telling you what to do in between rounds or whatever. But, like, it's all your effort, though, you know? So, to me, like, I, I do a lot better with that than I do with team sports, it seems like. Not because I'm not a team player, just because I just feel like I always gave a little bit more effort than other people at times. And that's very frustrating for me Ooh. to not get the end result that I want. Yeah. I know I'm giving all and everybody else isn't. Right. You know? Okay. So that's just my perspective on that. But. All right. So you, you got out of high school. You decided, hey, I want to try this bodybuilding thing. Mm-hmm. You said by accident. What does that mean? So, yeah, um, there was a guy named John Snyder that used to be uh, Mr. South Carolina. 2005, he won that title, right? He won the South Carolina State Show, State Championships in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. In 2005. Yeah. Which granted him the title, Mr. South Carolina. Well, he was uh, running a gym at the time, powerhouse gym in Malden, South Carolina at the time, which was like not too far down the road from where I used to work at. I used yeah. to work at that little Bilo um, grocery store. Yeah. I was like a little bagger. I used to like <laughs> bag groceries and shit. Yeah. Well, so big, big um, I was in high school, right? I worked Fridays, not Fridays, but I worked Saturday and Sundays because I played sports on the week, had school work. I couldn't really work during the week. So Saturday and Sunday is the only day I worked. Well, I knew my last year there at high school, I wasn't going to be able to work out at the school any longer because when you're not a student there, you can't be on campus typically, right? So I had a little gym at home. My dad had kind of put a little gym in the garage for me, but that really wasn't enough. So I was looking for an actual gym to train at for the following year. 
right? So I was looking around. I saw the powerhouse down the street. I figured, hey, on one of my breaks one day, I go by and check it out. So that's what I did. Went in there, met this guy named John. He's working the front desk. Looked like the biggest guy I'd ever seen in my life, right? Um, looking back now, like I'm bigger than he is, but like at the time. <laughs> Give us your stats real quick. People want to know how yeah, big so, you are, dude. Yeah, um, so 5'7", 5'6 and a half, 5'7". About 232 right now. Golly. Um, so measurement-wise, I don't really know. I know my waist is about 28. I mean, a 29 right now. So, um, you know, that's fairly, fairly decent, I guess. But um, at the time, I was in high school. I was probably a buck mm, 50, 55 back then looking for – just a gym to go work out at, man. So this guy was like bigger than life for me, right? I get to the front door. He's at the front. He's at the front desk. I come in, tell him what I'm looking for. He's like, I tell you what, I'll let you try the gym out for a week free. Here's a free pass for a week. I was like, cool. So after school every day, if I wasn't playing ball and I didn't have practice during the season, I would always go in there and work out. You okay. know? So I go in there and work out. Well, that first week he would watch me. He would come back and like. He was, like, creeping on me a little bit, you know? Okay. And I was like, why is this guy, like, watching me work out? Like, it was kind of weird, you know? I, I'd catch him, like, peeking around the corner looking at me. And all I did back then, granted, was all I did back then was bench press, curls. Yes. And that was it, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Like, curls for the <laughs> Hey, like, real talk, like, curls Those for the girls. girls. And, yeah, and bench press. That's all I cared about. And some abs. That's all I did. Yeah. So, he watched me. He was like, one day, he said, uh... Bro, you trained chest like three times this week. Yeah, so? And I was like, man, like, what's, what's your point, you know? Arms every day. He was like, uh, you ever train your shoulders? And I was like, nah, like, what do you mean by training shoulders? He was like, how about your back? And I was like, no one can see your back. Like, who cares, you know? Oh, my gosh. So he was like, bro, he was like, you got a lot of potential, man. You should really try to, like, break up your body parts. And I didn't know what he was talking about. So he was like, you ever thought about doing a show before? Oh, I know he, he said, have you ever thought about competing? I said, I compete every Friday night. Like, what do you mean, you know? Yeah. He's like, nah, I mean, like, in a bodybuilding show. And I was like, what's that? Well, so he pulled me up to the front. He has, like, a shrine up front of himself, right? So we walk up front. He has all these pictures up front. I mean, he's shredded to the bone, bro. Okay. And I'm like, hell no. I don't want to look like that. Like, I'm not doing that shit. That's so funny. Like, I'm not looking like that. That's gross. Like, nah, I'm not doing that. He's like, man, you really should look into it. So I'm like, eh, probably not for me, bro. He's like, all right, cool. Fair enough. So, came back to the gym the next couple of days, finishing my week pass out, right? Okay. The last day of my week pass, he said, hey, man, how you like the place? I said, it's cool, man. I like it. I think I might join up. Well, at the time, I knew I didn't have the money, you know? I was making $5 an hour maybe working at Bilo, maybe that. And um, this is probably 2005. So, this is going to show you how long this has been. Okay. So, he told me, he said, um, well, here's the membership prices. So, I was like, all right, cool. I said, well, let me get back to you. I knew I couldn't afford it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, before you leave, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, uh, if you let me train you for a show, I'll give you a membership free for a whole Why year. Why does this sound like Ronnie Coleman's story? So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you'll do what? He was like, yeah, if you, if you let me train you for a show and you actually do the show, I'll let you work out here free for a whole year. Wow. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, bet. I'll do that. But I'm thinking I'll just say I'm doing that and just to really. give me a free membership. But I'm not really going to do this show thing he's talking about. So he was like, all right, training starts tomorrow. I'm like, what? Uh, He's like, yeah, I need you here tomorrow at 3 o'clock. I'm like, I don't got a school at 3.30. He's like, well, we're starting training tomorrow at 3, so I'll see you here at 3 o'clock. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, okay, like, so uh, this guy want me to skip class to come work out? But I was already doing that in school anyway. I was already skipping class to work out in the yeah. gym at school anyway. So I'm like, whatever. So I leave at like 2.30. I get there at 3 o'clock. I walk in. He's like, oh, man, you made it on time. I was like, yeah. 
He's like, you know what? He's like, it really showed me you were serious. He was like, you know, I was just wanting to see how serious you were. From now on, we'll meet at like four. I was like, all right, cool. So he just wanted to see like if I was going to take it wow. serious. So anyway, the first day we did shoulders, bro, I never in my life knew there was that many exercises for shoulders. I had never trained shoulders before. Never knew what shoulders were besides just like what's on either side of your, like your upper arm. That was it. <laughs> never knew they had like what's a side lateral. Didn't yeah, know what any no. of that stuff was. Yeah. What is that? Bro, we did so many exercises. And I'm telling you, like I was sore for probably four or five days after that. And so the next week we did back. The next time we trained it, we did legs. And so he broke every body part down and taught me how to really train. Because in high school, they don't really teach you how no, to train. No, not at all. They just put you in a gym, in a weight room. Go do something. And just tell and you, you go just, have at you, it. If you're a freshman, you watch the, the seniors do it. And that's it. And what's funny is that you talked about the back. You're like, well, nobody's going to look at my back. I didn't care. No, but. Who cares about back? You remember somebody said this to me, man. They said, hey, you ever going to work out your legs? Because I, yeah. I said, wait. I said, hey, when I'm walking down the beach, if some girl ever says, hey, nice legs, or yeah. where's your calves at, instead of nice abs, I'll start training legs. <laughs> like, that was my way of thinking about things. But just like you. That's, like, that's how it started, man. So um, so I thank him now to this day, you know. Um, I actually saw him probably a few years back, and he was like, bro, you've gotten so Is he local? Bigger. He's in town, Tallahassee, Florida now. Is he? Yeah, yeah. So he was married here, but got divorced, and then moved back. I guess he was from there. He moved back home, and he got divorced. Um and then he kind of um, just stayed there. I ran into him at a show. I was actually coaching a client of mine that had a show out there. Okay. And he was the head judge, which is weird. So you and, do a lot of coaching. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do make, like full time right now. So um, I got about eight, about eight clients right now that I help out. Um, you know, Showtime's coming back around now. It's starting to back, you know, get back going. So we'll be probably getting ready for shows here in this next two, three months. I got a couple clients really probably something to get ready for shows here soon. All right. so. so so you train competitors or do you do lifestyle clients? Well, I don't like to turn anyone away necessarily. Yeah. Um so if lifestyle people hit me up, I definitely help them. But well, most of my people are competitors for the most part. Okay. Yeah. So let me let me define lifestyle. Let's see if we got any Instagram live questions. I, I, I can't see from here. So far out. Um but a lifestyle client, what would you how would you define a lifestyle client or a competitor client? Um Competitors, I think, are more so anyone that's, uh, you know, wanting to compete, you know, at, a, at any level, whether it be, and you don't even have to necessarily be doing bodybuilding, but, you know, just competing at a, at a competitive level in a sport, right? Um, but when we're talking about the bodybuilding scene, competitors, what I refer to them as is people who want to get on stage either for the first time or, you know, um, want to get on stage, period. So most of my clients that I help, it seems to me, end up being more competitors than it is lifestyle because it just seems that that's just the people that reach out to me the most. Yeah. Um, I think it's because they see the footage and the videos and see me helping other competitors and that's what makes them want to inquire about maybe me helping them, right? Whereas lifestyles, it's more so um, to me, just to me personally, I feel like the lifestyle clients I've had are the ones that I have to train in the gym. It's like okay. personal training clients. Yes. Not necessarily... And I'm not saying it's not possible, but typically my lifestyle people that I get don't know anything about working out. Right. So it's hard for me to coach them when they don't know anything. Why is it hard? Is it frustrating? Is it? Is it? I think just because, well, somewhat because they don't have a knowledge of like the gym or a knowledge of, of just being like training or working out. Right. Okay. So I have to explain things a little bit more in depth. Yeah. So for me, it's easier if I just train them in the gym. You see what I'm saying? Like if I just... Hey, meet me at the gym tomorrow at six, and I just train him from six to seven, 
instead of me writing a workout out for him and hoping that he does it according to like how I described it when he right. doesn't have any recollection of like what no. it is to train. And that is 90% of online coaches. That's what they do. For sure. They're going to spit that out to you. And I mean, not, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I know a lot of people have a lot of success with uh, online coaches that are, you know, online coaching for, um, you know, lifestyle, you know, clients. Sure, but sure. I just think it's more difficult to, to deal with that because if the person doesn't have any knowledge, it's harder for you as a coach because now they don't have a reference point, right? I get it. If Trey Hodge, obviously, is my coach, your coach, we have a knowledge of training. So when he says lat pull downs on a cable machine, yeah, we know. you know what we that know. means, yep. right? But someone who's never done a lap pull down to know what that is. There'd be five uh, conversations going back and forth. Yeah, I, I have to say, okay, there's a straight bar. Yes. Okay, okay. You have to put it on attachment to a cable. Yep. You pull down to your chest, but you're using your lat, so we call it a lat pull down. Uh, you, you said, so it's a little bit more I get depth. It. I get Whereas it. I'm training you in person, I can just put it on here, tell you to do it, and describe like what we're doing, why I'm doing it, yeah. and what it's called all so at the same time. So a competitor is easier to train. But let me... Uh, yeah, easier to... To work with. In a sense, yeah. Well... Because uh, they have that... Number one, they have that drive. Not to cut you off. Yeah. But they have that drive, right? Hopefully, if they're serious. That's why I want to take serious people. So if they have that drive, it makes it easier because I can just tell them what to do. They normally do it, right? Um, I don't have to explain as much to them, if that makes sense, when it comes to the training. Now, there's obviously aspects of that where I need to be more uh, in-depth on my ex explanation on certain things, right? Okay. When it comes to like diet, nutrition, posing, that type of thing, that's different. But as far as just basic training principles, yeah, it's easier when I have someone that has a reference, as opposed to not at all. If that makes sense. Yeah, JT. Here's what I'm like. Here's what I'm thinking about. There's a man named John Schneider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. reached he reached out to you to help you, mm -hmm. and he spent time. And it sounds like he did it for free. He did, yeah. He didn't charge me anything. Now there's a lot of people going to your Instagram right now mm -hmm. and looking at JT. If you guys haven't seen JT, go to his Instagram. I'm telling you right now, this yeah. guy's a monster. He says he's 230. I think he's lying. I think he's about 250. <laughs> it's five foot seven. I this wish. guy's a freaking monster. And there's there's people, especially kids. This thing, this microphone's all over you. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. Lower down, it's going to fall down. off any second. All but, right, here we go. Man, I really need to get my crap together here. Um, anyway, there's a lot of kids going to your your Instagram right now, and they're looking yeah. at you and they're saying, "I want to look like this guy. He's a monster." Um, I want to do what he does. I want to look like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are you telling these kids? And how do you get them to convert over to getting serious? Because a lot of them aren't serious. Like you. Um, it has to be something you definitely want to do, for sure. Because it's not easy. Um, it's not easy at all. This is probably one of the hardest things I've done. Just because it, en it entails your whole effort. Yeah. Day in, day out. Like, your whole day is based on this sport, right? So like sport, we're gonna to touch that subject. Yeah. So our our hobby, as some people call it, or what pageant, and some other guy people uh, call it too. A pageant. But, um, but anyway, so yeah. With that being said, like you have to understand, like when you're a basketball player, or a football player, or a soccer player, or a baseball, like you have a season. Yeah. You have practice. You have a game, and you have to be present for those moments, right? And be a hundred percent in those moments. <clears throat> Excuse me, but. When you're doing bodybuilding, like you might not be on stage, you might not be in prep, you might not be in the gym, but everything you do still affects your presentation for that show next. So your 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 eating, right, your sleep, right, or, or lack thereof, all that plays a, a part in what you do and how you perform. 
So let's say, for instance, if I'm a basketball player, I slack on my diet. I'm not really giving it 100%, but I'm still showing up and giving 100% in my practices. That's not probably going to be that much of a detrimental difference as opposed to someone who's not following a protocol with bodybuilding as serious and as strict as someone who is, right? So it's a little different. It sounds like a, sounds like a lifestyle is what it sounds no, like. No, 100% it is, yeah. It's, it's definitely a way of life. You can't have acid. Not in, no, not if you plan to be successful, no, not and, at all. And I'm nowhere near on your level, uh, but I'm going to tell you that I, I don't half-ass it. I can't imagine half-assing it. So to do what you do, it just seems crazy. I mean, it's just a, it's a tremendous amount of sacrifice. Yeah, for sure. It is. I mean, you have to really love it. I mean, I feel like you do. Um, I don't know, the only reason I say that, because if I didn't love it, there's no way I'd be doing this as much as I am. Right. There's no way I'd be getting up at 5 o'clock or 4.30 every morning. Training at five. Yeah, tell us some of your sacrifices because you know there's a lot of kids right now listening uh, that yeah. are thinking that they want to do what you do, and I get this with business. John, mm. uh, what's the silver bullet to you know being a, the entrepreneur and mm. all this other stuff? And I, I just I got it. It's consistency. It's steady. Sure. It's hard work. Uh, so for you, what do you tell these kids? <clears throat> well, that you never know. You never know until you try it, right? Um, so I advise anybody that's interested in doing it, get a coach preferably, um, or do it by yourself. But I think having a coach kind of helps you um, mitigate that, that time span in between, right? Yeah. That gap. Yeah. Help you close that gap a little bit on okay. maybe some of the information you wouldn't know on your own. It may take you longer um, to, to learn that single-handedly than getting a coach. So that helps you close the gap a little bit. Um, get with someone that knows what they're doing. If not a coach, get a close friend or somebody that you trust um, that at least – has done it at least once or twice themselves. Yeah. Not just some random gym guy who says, oh, bro, I can get you ready for a show. Uh, that may not be the best option. Um, so I'd say get a coach first, someone that's credible, right? Um, two, try it. You know, see how you like it. You know, if it, it may not be for you. But there are a lot of sacrifices for sure. Um, you have to plan your days out. You have to plan your meals. You have to plan, you know, like tonight I got to work security, right, downtown at the bar. I got protein shakes in the car and I got a meal in the Ready car to go. that I'm going to eat every two hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know that I have to get every, my. I look at my clock. All right, it's two hours. I'll go to the car, grab my shake, down it. All right, two more hours. I'm going to get a meal, eat it, and then I'm off in the next hour. All right, go home, eat another meal, hit the bed. Like, I got to plan my days out. Whereas, like, that, that takes time. Oh. So, like, the night before, yeah, you got to make sure you got your food cooked, right? You got to make sure you got all your stuff together. Because if you don't, oh then you're, gosh, set up, you're not set up to succeed that day. The discipline. And those days add up. I remember Nick Walker. Uh, he's one of the, you know, nuts. I guess he's an upcoming guy now, too. Um, he said that, you know, it's easy to have good days, you know. But can you have multiple days added up to weeks and weeks added up to months and months added up to years? Can you do that consistently? That's the hard part. So, like, having one day where, oh, I did everything I was supposed to do. Oh, that's cool. But can you do it for two days? Can you do it for three days, four days, a week, two weeks, no. seven weeks, oh, eight weeks, ten weeks, six months? It's good to have. You see what I'm saying? That's what makes, that's what separates the people that do well and the yes. ones that don't. It's easy to have good days. For easy sure. Easy to have good days. Uh, what are some of the biggest sacrifices you've made in the past, you know, since you've been competing? Biggest sacrifice. Um, relationships. Yeah. With what? With with girls? With your family? Both. With... Yeah, all of it. I mean, um, and I'm not going to say it's a, 
I'm not going to say it's a good trade-off. It's just, that's just a trade-off, you know? So I'm not going to say it's, it's worth it or it's good or it's what you should do. It's just, that's what it, that's what it takes, though. You guys hear that? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, I guess that's up to each no, person man. to interpret, right? Yeah, that's, no, you just said but real stuff, man. That's just what it is, you know? So, like, you can decide whether that's good or bad on your own, but, like, that's just what it takes. It has to be done. Everybody at the top does it. So, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But you're just not going to be one of the ones at the top. I mean, that's, that's and that's cool. Everybody's not supposed to be successful. It's not. I mean, that's just what it is. It's the facts of life, right? We're all not going to make it to right. the top. The top's not big enough for everybody to be there. And that's okay. But if you want to be at the top, guess what? You got to do what everybody at the top is doing. Well, you won't get there. That's as simple as that. So hey, that's not body. That's not just bodybuilding, JT. It's you guys, life, bro. I'm, I'm sure everybody's listening. <clears throat> this is why I can talk with him for hours. It's right? life because that is life, man. It's the same thing with business. And when I'm sick, mm-hmm. I know somebody else ain't sick. But guess what? We're all human, so everybody gets sick. Yeah, for sure. What do you do in that time where you're having a bad day? It's easy to have good days, for sure. All right. And so when you have a bad day, do you just hang it up, go to the house, go to sleep? You eat whatever you want. No, you don't. You can't because you're a bodybuilder. And I look at that in business as well, man, because I have bad days in business. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm going to go drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go hang out with the guys. I'm going to go golf. And I don't even golf, but I'm just thinking, yeah. what else can I do? And instead, I buckle down because I know they're going to be resting. Though, man, those moments are the ones that count. You remember who was that that oh, said it all? Who said it? Was it Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali that said that, you know, you don't start counting reps so they start hurting? Who said that? But that's very real. Like, none of that other stuff matters. Who said that, Instagram? Like, none of that other stuff matters, right? Until until you feel bad. You feel like shit. That's when you decide Yeah. the, the real character, the real discipline, the real in, the person inside of you comes out, right? Yeah. That's when you decide, okay, like, this is who I really am, right? Because oh, God, everybody dude. can pack up their lunchbox and go home. Yeah. Right? But, like, the real dog in you is going to be like, you know what? These are the times that count. Uh, so when you're on stage, like we talked about earlier, and the guy placed second or third or whoever beside you, and you're first, the difference between you and them is that those, day, those days that you call bad days, yes. you didn't tuck tail and go home, where they may have. Now, granted, you could have just been better than them genetically, but now I'm talking about 10, somebody's working harder. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I'm okay with somebody being better than me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad about that. If you're better, you're just better. I need to get better. I need to catch up. Right. But like outworking me though. Not. Not in this. Not. Not in this. Like <laughs> maybe in business. Maybe in uh, uh, anything else. Like we could talk about all kind of stuff. But when it comes to this, yeah. Like I, I can say without a shadow of a doubt. Like in my the ones that I know, like people that are doing what I'm doing here, there's no one outworking me. Like no, it's not. That, that's that is not a thing. So. You might be working just as hard, but you're not outworking me. I promise you that. It's just not happening. And it's not going to. It's just not going to happen. Like, that's, like we can figure out something else you might be better than me at. Yeah. That's fine. You're you, okay. might be better, you might be better than me at this. Yes. But you're not outworking me at this. I know guys that are better than me genetically, but they don't outwork me, though. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't yeah. help my genetic disposition, but I can help how hard I work and how hard I don't work. I can, I can control that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What's that? What's that saying? They talk about talent. Hard work beats talent. Bro, it's. I was watching Terrence Ruffin last night, and he said he said something about that last night. He said that, um, that 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 statement's not always true, 
It is in some sense, right? But there's okay, for instance, you said I think he used the analogy like Usain Bolt is the fastest man alive, right? Or he was at one point. I'm not sure if he still is or not. But at one point in time, he he was right. So if Usain Bolt doesn't work hard, he's still gonna be faster than me. That's just a fact. Okay. Right. Whether he works hard or not, right? I can work as hard as I want to, train my ass off. I'm never gonna probably be faster than Usain Bolt. It's just not gonna happen. Okay. But the guy that took second behind Usain, maybe, or the guy that took third, if he outworks Usain Bolt, he possibly could beat him if Usain's not working hard. You see what I'm saying? So there's certain people that no matter what they do, they're not going to be better than you because genetically you're just at a, a, a greater disposition in them. Right, right, but right, there's right. some people, though, that are so close to you, yes, you're right, if you don't work hard, then yeah, hard work does beat talent if talent doesn't work hard. But that's not always the case. It's very complicated, you know? So it's a broad statement to make when people say that. But like LeBron James, right? Like he works his ass off. But if he didn't, he'd still be better than the top 10 guys in the league, yeah. right? Yeah. The 10th guy, he'd probably still be better than. But maybe the second, third guy, maybe not so much. Maybe the distance wouldn't be so so great. Maybe it'd be a little bit closer. Yeah. But he's probably still going to be better though. Because I think he's just better, period. He's just better. Well, let me say this. We were just talking about Sean uh, Caridia. Yeah. Like, how do you, how yeah. do you say that? Um, Sean Claridia, yeah. And, and look, he's a guy I look up to as a bantam. Okay. Mm -hmm. And all the bantams look to him as a god right now. <laughs> I don't know that you ever see this, Sean, but listen, as a bantam, like I respect you and, and uh, I watch everything you do. But uh, your work ethic is ridiculous, man. Like I watch your stuff um, and I've watched, I love all your uh, transformation stuffs, man. Yeah. I mean, everybody watches Sean. Everybody. And now he's a 212 champion of the world. Bro, I was telling my little brother, man. Like, I remember when no one was talking about that dude. Nobody. No. I remember when people used to laugh at him when he was like, I'm going to win the 212 Olympia title one day. He used to what? say that? He like, used to say that? Yeah, like, what? How, how, you're a bantamweight. Like, what? Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you're too small. You never win. I, I remember that, bro. Yeah, yeah. But he would just go in the gym, train his ass off. Lift heavy weight, as always. And he's been doing that year after year after year. And now, six, seven years later, oh, shit. Oh, he's an overnight success. He did it. Oh, yeah. How did that happen? He's been doing this shit. So that's why I'm not surprised at all. No. People's like, oh, man, I never thought, I never saw him winning. I did. Saw a long time ago. The timing just had to be right. But, bro, he's been grinding for a hot minute. I, I know Sean personally. Like, he's been working his ass off for a long. This is not something that happened overnight. No. Like he's been doing this for a long time. You don't go from 118 pounds <laughs> nah, bro. to the champion 212 nah, bodybuilder of the world. No. That takes something special. He's been grinding. He's been, he's been, he's been nicking at that thing for a long time. Yeah. And finally it broke through. You know what? There were so many people. There was a certain amount of people that believed what he said. And when you tell me something, JT, like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to win this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. A lot of people aren't going to believe you. I'm going to believe Probably you. Probably 95% of people won't. 95 but, and you, when you're in the gym and somebody says, hey, I'm going to do this one day, you know whether they're full of shit or not. Mm -hmm. And I want to be that guy that when I say something, my word means something. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, JT, like I've met a lot of people, have people on the podcast, have a lot of mentors and whatnot. I know when somebody says something and mm -hmm. they fucking mean it, Yeah. sorry, curse words, all that, but <laughs> um, then they mean it. So JT, you are a future Olympia. Olympian, um, yeah, that's, that's and I'm not even, I'm not even, that's not even a question, and you have a question that. No, I believe that with my heart and soul because I have identified the people 
yeah. that can do these things. And so when you tell me you're going to do something, I don't even, there's, there's no argument. It's just like, you're I not going to say something that waiting I, for it to happen. No, exactly. You're waiting for it. It's going to happen. And there's yeah, other people that come up to you in the gym and say, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. They're full of shit. Yeah. Facts. They're full of shit. But you have to have some type of conviction though. When you say like, I can look at somebody's eyes and see what they're saying yeah. and tell they full of shit or not. That and if you know them for a long period of time. And I think that there are people in Sean's life that have watched him, that knew him at 118 pounds. Yeah. I'd like to know. I'd like to interview or talk to somebody who knew Sean at 118 pounds mm-hmm. when he when he stood on that mountain and said, I'm going to be you know, yeah. the Olympia. I want to know the people that believed him because those people right there have an eye. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that's, that's uh, what do they call it? Respect, recognize, and respect. Yeah, it's real talk. I mean... I think really it's just more so like the way you say it too. Like you the have way to, you say it. Like I, I I remember hearing videos and watching videos of him saying that, and I could tell like it had nothing to do with like could I see his physique? No, being there like no. I couldn't see it at the time because yeah. he was so much smaller. But I just know the way he said it. Yeah, like he really meant like right. he felt in his heart he knew that he was gonna be there. That convinced me enough. Like if you really like whether it's true or not, if you really feel yes. yes. Like, somebody might say, he's crazy. But to him, he's not, though. To him, he's not. And when I look at that, I'm like, there are certain people that say things that you believe or you don't believe. Yes. And I mean, I think a lot of times when he said it... I'm sorry, man. My smoking hot girlfriend is walking in, <laughs> interrupting our podcast. This is my girlfriend, Instagram. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? But when he said it, I could see it in his eyes that he meant every word he said. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So for me, like... I believed it because I saw the conviction in him when he said it. It had nothing to do with whether I could see his body being there already or not. I couldn't see the physique. No, not yep. yet, because yep. it wasn't there. But I could I could see in his eyes like he really felt he was gonna do it. Look, we're having a I mean That's conversation between us and we just happen to be recording this right now, but a Trey as my witness, <laughs> as I spoke to JT, I don't know, when did we officially meet? Two weeks ago? Um, yeah, about, about two weeks, yeah. Whenever Trey had his uh, grand opening, yeah, okay. about two weeks ago. So, Trey Hodge is our coach, Dr. Trey Hodge, chiropractic, yep. and uh, our prep coach as well. Um, the best in the business, if you ask me. Uh, but we met at a grand opening in one of yeah. uh, Trey's uh, offices. And after we talked for a good 45 minutes, hour? We'll easy, yeah. Easy. I, I, the next time I talk to Trey, I'm going to tell you right now that I said, he's got it. What are you talking about? I'm gonna have him on the podcast. JT's got it. I told my smoking eyes <laughs> girlfriend that just walked by. I said JT has got it, and yeah. it is that when he says something, he's gonna do it. Fast. A man of integrity, loyalty, yeah. and hard work. He's gonna get stuff done. You need to. That's who I need to be around. I'll tell you this, man. My my, my father um, has a lot to do with the way I am today. I want to meet this man. <clears throat> but he always told me, like, be a man of your word and be very careful what you say. Um, and this is kind of a funny story, but this is what he used to always tell me. If you say something, you need to do your damnness to make sure that happens, right? Yeah. If not, don't say it. So I'm very particular about my words, my words of choice. So I don't say something if I have any doubt that I might not be able to do it. Yeah. Or not necessarily in a, in a, a, for a goal, but just anything. Like, hey, man, can you come help me tomorrow and do this? If I got time, I'll get around to you. I, I might be able to make that work. I might be able to. I'm not going to say, yeah, for sure, I'm going to do it. If I know it, there may be something that can come up that I can't do that. Not necessarily that I don't have intentions to do it. It's just, can you give me a definite answer tomorrow at 4 o'clock you're going to meet me? Uh, probably not. I might can, but I'm not sure. 
But if I say, yeah, damn, I'm going to be there, yeah. then I need to be there. So he always told me, like, and that goes for good and bad. Like, if, if you tell a guy, y'all beefing, like, when I see you, I'm going to put my foot in your ass. When I see you. It better happen. Yes. My foot needs to be, yeah. I respect it. If not, then now I'm not a man of my word. So you're going to be like, oh, but JT ain't shit. He said he's going to do this, but he didn't really do it. But when you see me, if my foot's coming to your ass, you're going to be like, damn, he really meant that shit. Yes. I meant what I said. So that's why I'm very particular about the words that I use because there's, there's power in words, right? So I'm very, very, very careful about what I say to people. Well, at the end of the day, that's all you got. Okay. Now, let me say this. Let me say this, Instagram. If, uh, if I said, hey, JT, we're going to do this podcast on this date at this time. Mm -hmm. When JT tells me he's going to be somewhere, whether I know him or not, I'm going to take him at his word. I do this with meetings. I do this with everything. Yeah. And, and we were supposed to meet yesterday. Yeah. Now, JT hit me up and said, hey, my bad. I'm not going to be able to make that. I got another meeting. I got something else going yeah. on. But he told me what was up. I respected that. And we, meet it we met today. Yeah. Now, I've had a lot of people that I've invited. Hey, we're going to meet. You know, girls that, hey, we're going to get for coffee. Yeah. Or, and people flake out. I mean, and so the world is full of this. The world is full of this, so I, we ex I, we accept it though. We we do accept it, but JT, I'll tell you what. When you said you were gonna meet me, dude, I wrote it in pen, not pencil, in <laughs> yeah. pen, because I knew you're a man of your word. Yeah, in fact, I want to mess with people like that, Facts. and and that that right there is what's different with you. And I told you, Trey, I told you, man, <laughs> I told you. That's a good dude too, by the way. Yeah, Trey, yeah, Trey Hodge. Sure. If you guys ain't, if you guys don't know who that is by now, he's uh, been on a couple of the podcasts. Doctor Trey Hodge, chiropractor, prep coach. Um, other than that, he's a he's just he's a real like human a genius. Yeah, that's what I call him a genius. A genius. Forget about the genius part. This yeah. man is like he'll. He's, he's, he's a good more, person, man. He's like person. a therapist sometimes. Is he not? <laughs> like this man just listens and listens, and then just <clears throat> a good. He's a good dude. All yeah. around. Good um, people. Anyway, Doctor Trey Hodge. Um, Another shout out, but um, JT, man, we we are off on a tangent. Uh, Sean Carrida, um, am I saying that right, dude? I feel yeah, like I think it's Sean Carrida is what he said. I think Clarita. it's Carrida. I'm yeah, sorry, Sean. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's how you got into bodybuilding, and um, now here you are. What's next, man? What shows you got scheduled? Well, you know, obviously with COVID situation last year, that kind of put a, a damper on things. You know, obviously getting on stage, so. Um, this year, um, not as many shows available as they used to have. Okay. Um, we looked at doing Puerto Rico at one point in the Bahamas. That's you, what we're looking at doing. You do it, I'll do it. Well, you're a pro. I'm but, not. um, so, <laughs> but that's like 17 weeks out, I think. So, um, me and Trey decided, you know, until I hit 245, yeah. we're not going to start prepping for a show until I hit the certain weight that he wants me to hit. So, okay. um, that's really going to be determined on how how quick I hit that size, you know? So, so, so you have some fans that are thinking that you're a uh, better fit for other division. I'm going to say uh, I've had, that yeah, classic. I've had that toss-up between, yeah. I mean, I did classic 2019 Yeah. for one year. Okay. I gave it a year. Um, I, I think I did fairly well. I mean, I did okay. Um, you're back to bodybuilding, so what, Yeah, so I'm going back to 212 now. So, I mean, <clears throat> to be honest, classic to me, for my height, it was just I had to be 192. And that was just that's just too low of a weight for me to make. I mean, I hadn't been that low in weight, bro, and probably I turned pro at 198. So that's been six years ago. So I was having to get smaller, well, weight wise smaller. Yeah. But it's harder for me to put on like muscle, right? Yeah. And be lighter every time. All right. Well, you see what I'm saying? Where's your heart, dude? 
Oh, bodybuilding for sure, yeah. Really? Yeah, facts. Your heart's in bodybuilding? Yeah, 100%. So, I'm sorry I even brought up classic. Well, I mean, like, to me, classic's bodybuilding anyway. It's just yeah. classic. It's just bodybuilding with a weight class for height. It's really the only difference. Well, that, we're doing, um, what do you get, glutes? You yeah, get but I mean, like, classic bodybuilding, or physique, classic physique, as they call it, is really just old school bodybuilding. So I agree. It's all the same shit to I, me. I totally agree. You know what I'm saying? Except there's height. Yeah, that's the only difference. Okay. But um, if it never got out of whack with the bubble guts and all that, then we never would have classic in the first place. Probably. That's true, actually. So to me, yeah, bodybuilding. I mean, it's all to me, it's all the same thing. But yeah. like bodybuilding for sure, one hundred percent. Okay, so when there's a new guy coming into uh, uh, into bodybuilding, mm-hmm. and let's say you're coaching them, they say, "Hey, I really want to try competing. Uh, do I do uh, physique, classic physique, or bodybuilding? What do you tell them?" I need to see what they look like, probably. Starting out, you have to see what they look yeah. like, and then because if they're wanting to compete soon, right, that makes a difference. If they want to compete soon, if they want to compete within the next year or two, all that makes a difference. Because if you're someone who, let's say, um, is a little bit taller, yeah, um, maybe slight in the leg area, um, <laughs> not as not as full, yeah, maybe men's physique might be a better fit, you know. Um, if you're someone who's probably a little shorter, um, you're kind of a stockier guy, you can kind of put on weight a little bit easier. Bodybuilding may be for you more. Um, physique's probably not going to be the route. You know what I'm saying? So well, structure obviously plays a factor in that a so little you're bit. Gonna, you're going to look at him and say, here's where I see you. Yeah. But Starting out. Now, obviously, you can grow into whatever. Yeah. Right? But, like, this is where I see where you are right now. I got you. You know, some guys say, I don't want to do nothing but bodybuilding. That's cool. But it may take you four years to really put on the size on to be able to compete and be competitive. Just know that. So if you want to do a show sooner, maybe we can hop in classic, right? Or maybe we can hop in men's physique. But or you're whatever. gonna give them. You're gonna give them your professional opinion for sure. If they at, come to at me, where yeah. they fit. Yeah, they um, come to me. For and, sure. and I think this is. I think you told me this earlier, but you. Um, if I came to you and I am perfect for physique, mm-hmm. but I said to you, "Hey, I love bodybuilding. I love Ronnie Coleman. I want to look like yeah. that." But I look like a physique, dude. What are you going to tell me? The truth. Yeah, the truth. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say you can't do that. I'm never going to tell somebody what they can't do, you know, because I, I was told that I couldn't do shit. I was told that I couldn't turn pro. Yeah. I'm not going to say any names. Um, no need, bro. But, but yeah, you know, I was told by a lot of people around here that it would never happen. But, like, it did, though, right? So, like, my thing is, like, I'll, I'll never say what you can't do, but I'm just saying, right now, this yeah. is why I see you best fitting um, right now. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's where you have to stay. You know, a lot of guys start in a, in a class and they grow into another class. That's know? true, yeah. You might start in classic and grow into 212 or grow into open or whatever. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, but if you want to compete maybe now or earlier, this may be the better uh, better route for you to go. Until you can... Yeah, until you fill out, you know, get your body to really fill out, fill your physique out more. And then once you're big enough or... Yeah ready then we can go to whatever class you want to go to but if you want to get some stage time right then this may be the better option for you right now but you right. still can have that go in mind right yeah. it's just like i want to be a millionaire one day right but let's focus on wait let's focus on making a hundred thousand this year first right exactly. and then let's focus on making three hundred thousand after that right and then 500 before we start trying to make a million right now starting off the bat right yeah you know what that might work with that. Mm-hmm. Here, here's how I feel. Going on. What's that? I thought that was my alarm. Yeah, you definitely good. alarm. I think, yeah. I think the Instagram live. Uh, 
It goes off at an hour or something. I'm not Whatever. sure. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so that analogy works, but here's what I see, man. I, you know, People are going to tell you where you fit. Hey, yeah. You look good as a men's physique guy or a classic guy, but I, I mean, if, and I don't coach at all. But if somebody comes to me looking like a physique dude and want to do bodybuilding, I'm going to tell them the truth, like you said, but I'm going to help them get to that bodybuilding because that's where their heart's at. And if you ain't got your heart in it, hang it up. Hang it up. Bro, I I think that's what happened with me last year or two years ago. With with class? Yeah. I didn't really enjoy it, bro. Let me tell you. Can I tell you the truth? Yeah. When I I just, I creeped all your stuff a week or two ago. Yeah. And I didn't like you as a a classic. Yeah. Maybe because you didn't feel it. Yeah, I just I wouldn't sure I wouldn't. No. What's the what's the word? I wasn't. Um, you got to believe in yourself, right? I felt like I didn't exude that. Oh, you type of you lacked the confidence in yeah. your in your posing. So when I watch your bodybuilding stuff, dude, yeah, it's different. I, I don't even. Yeah, it's way different. I don't even. I don't <laughs> even. I don't even care who you're competing against. I see how you're rolling. Yeah. That's where you belong. Yeah. And so we we act how we belong, right? I I, I wasn't happy with how I look because. When I start getting lighter, I have a more of a, what's the word? Like, for me, I'm, I'm definitely very, um, I'm a shorter guy, right? But I have long limbs for a short guy. Long arms. So, for me, when I start getting leaner, I start looking more lanky. So, the smaller oh, weight I am, oh. the less muscular I look. And that would just mess with my head. But now, obviously, like, certain people that I might have had in my corner might be like, man, you look great. And I do for what the, the, the category, I guess, is designed for. But I'm not happy with myself, right? And I think a lot of us as bodybuilders have that, what is that, body dysmorphia or whatever you want to oh, call yeah. it? Oh, yeah. It's an insecure body I mean, dysmorphia. Like, I mean, we, we none of us like the way we look, right? Because I mean, yes. look at I mean, women get all kind of stuff done nowadays because no one likes the way they look. Yep. So, I mean, I understand with that. To a, to a degree, getting, I understand what that's like. I'm getting fake calves put in next week, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, I yeah, mean, I, I understand kind of like I didn't feel, I, didn't, I wasn't happy with how I felt. No matter how good someone else said I looked. I wasn't. It didn't happy. matter. It didn't matter if Phil Heath came down and said you belong no. in classic. It didn't matter. I told somebody this man, you probably think I'm crazy. Come on. But I'd much rather take fifth place in two twelve than yes. win a classic show all day long. All day. I That's, would. Because you're home. I just would. Yeah. No, me, me personally. Thousand percent. Because like I won, so yeah, I'm happy because I'm competitive. You didn't win. But I'm not really You didn't win. I'm not you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not no. really nope. satisfied if that makes sense. Fifth place, man. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's just me. It's my own personal opinion. Yeah, I'd rather be second place and open than, than first All place in classic. I would. That's just me, but you know, whatever. And I and look, people ask me, I'm not a big dude, nowhere near your size, but uh I've done all three. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've done all three in one show. I, I changed my board shorts into classic and oh, classic in it. Man. Okay. And and because to me, I like the showtime. Like okay. I was able to flex, I was able to do all these things. And in, in doing that, mm-hmm. in the NPC, I was able to figure out what I liked. I and so it got more complex, man. And like a game, it was like, all right, well, I won in men's physique. Let me see what classics is about. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, there's height, there's this. Oh, I qualify here with bodybuilding. Let me try this now. I get a song. Yeah, 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 hey, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. simple as that. I get a song. Yeah, yeah. I download the song shit, yeah. and I'm in it now. Basic shit. Yeah. I had no idea how to back pose or lats. I it was yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the same. But the simple thing of like that song was like all what right, so something different. Yeah, it was different, and I was able to do that. And I see my home in bodybuilding, and I'll never go you know go be in Olympia State, and that's okay. I'm 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 good with that. It's not my dream. I feel you. Uh, 
But like knowing where your home is, I think a lot of bodybuilders, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, I'm going to probably not going to hear from anybody, but, um, you got to go where your heart is. And if it's classic, it's classic. If it's if men's physique, there's a lot of men's physique dudes that belong in classic. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of classic guys that could go down to men's physique. And there's some bodybuilders that aren't even big enough for men's physique. I agree. <laughs> I agree on that. Bro, I'm real, playing, I'm real, playing, I'm real talk though, yeah, come at on. the pro level, yeah. the men's physique dudes are real now. Yeah, like 225, like 62. Those, those, those men's physique dudes is not name one. Name one that you was just... Enamored. I mean, was a Brandon uh, Hendricks. He just won the Olympia. Yeah, bro, like that dude could go over the classic all day long. You see them legs all day and be top five. Raymond Edmonds next year. Raymond Edmonds, yes, next year could go be top five. Top five, yes, right now. Na- name some because I'm guaranteed I'm- top top. Okay, top ten for sure. Top ten. I'm top five a solid for sure. But okay, top ten 100. percent All right, so uh, without us- changing nothing, just showing up. <laughs> putting some, just putting some yeah, put some briefs on. Yeah, take your shorts off, put briefs on, hop out there. Guarantees top ten. Guarantees. Don't change nothing. Name some men's physique guys that have gone into classic and done well. Mm. Logan Franklin. Yeah, and I ain't really a fan of him much. Too tight, but his physique, um his physique has come up a lot. I can't knock him on that. Okay. Um I always felt like he was kind of arrogant, you know what I'm saying? But okay, okay. But as a as a as a person, but as a physique, yeah, I'm, a physique. I'm just judging his physique. Yeah, I mean he looks phenomenal. I can't take it. I can't take it away from him. You know what I'm saying? Who um, else has come? He reminds out? me of Arnold a little bit. Um, the way he kind of well, he, he his structure, his he shape, poses and stuff. with him. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. Um, when he first came over to Classic, I was kind of like, why, why is he in Classic? You know? Now um, he belongs. Now but I yeah, see now that. he yeah now he does. Um. And he was a powerhouse in in, class, in men's physique, from what I from what I was told. No, he did. I don't remember. Well. I don't remember watching him, but I, I don't either. But I remember looking back at him. And yeah. I was like, he, you know, he did fairly fairly decent. Yeah, he did all right. Um, but I mean, you know, he wasn't like, you know, I ain't gonna say obviously like Brandon or Andre or any of those guys. But I mean, he he was in or Jeremy or whoever. But he was. I think he did okay for who, sure. Okay, who else do you know? Can you think of any other names that have gone from men's physique to classic? Men's physique, the classic. Um, I can't think. I can't think of anymore. But I'm, I mean, this isn't. Let me my think. World. Let me think. Let me think. That I know of. Be I know. Um, Sadiq. I think he did it. Oh, one. Sadiq. He did. I think he did. I think he dropped back down. I he think. did. He does well in either one. Yeah, I think he went up, and I think he came back down. If I'm not mistaken. He he did. I think he did. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I almost I almost hired him as a coach. Okay. He seemed like a good guy. I don't. I've never talked to him personally. Straightforward. Seemed like pretty, yeah, he seemed like a pretty pretty decent guy. From what I've dealt with him, yes. Yeah, he seemed like a pretty solid dude from what I could see. Um, sure. All right. who um, Who's your fan? Um, if you're watching Man's Physique, who are you rooting for? Now? Uh, now, uh-oh. <laughs> it's been around for, yeah, what, eight years, ten I years? Say, uh, I say, I'm, 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 me and Jeremy Bundy are really good friends, you know, so. Okay. Um, I, I would love to see him come back and, and make another run at it, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go say this. Come just on, on a limb. I know he's had a lot of injuries now lately, but I just seen he had. Yeah, a, but but uh, on 100%, Jeremy. I don't think nobody touches him. What I mean, what draws you, Jeremy? I know you're friends, but you're yeah, I mean, bro, like just the way he like commands the stage, bro. Like he owns that stage when he's on there. Yeah, that little three four minutes, whatever time yeah. it is. Like that's his shit, bro. 
Like when he's on that stage, you're not you saying me? that because you're just friends with him. But no, no, no. I think this is like funny story. I met Jeremy 2013. Okay. At Junior USA's in Charleston. Really? I wasn't. I wasn't pro yet. He wasn't either. Okay. He turned pro at that show. I was backstage. They didn't give out bodybuilding pro cards at the time, so I was just doing that stage, doing that show. Yeah. Just, just you know, to do it. And he was so there for life. He Death. was. He was there. Got you. Doing the show. Wasn't from the area, right? Yeah. Backstage, the most arrogant cocky dude I've ever met in my life. Yes. Which, I mean, and people say I'm arrogant, whatever. But she, I mean, like this she dude. She looked right at me because. But she this knows. dude made me feel like oh, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yes. He's backstage, like just. Had his shades on, bro. Like, he was just like, his whole persona was just like, I was like, who is this kid? So, <clears throat> I remember backstage, i never forget it. I remember him yelling backstage, like, yo, like, when are we going out? And they're like, give us, like, 30 minutes, we'll get you guys out soon. He's like, can we just get the show on the road so I can go and get my pro card and go home? Like, that's how he was talking. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy I think he is? <laughs> Won the whole fucking show. <laughs> so, needless to say... He made me a believer. Backstage, I was like, this dude's kind of arrogant. But as I got to know him over the years, he's actually, man, really pretty pretty chill, actually. he's uh, I think that's just his, kind of like Floyd Mayweather, that's his persona when he's in game time. Has to be. As a person, he's not like that at all. He's a great person. Me and him talk all the time. We FaceTime all the time. He's good people. You think he's misunderstood? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think Phil Heath is, too. A lot, anybody that wins, I think, is. Most winners are. You think about that. Yeah, most, now, most I think that's are. why I think that's why we get along because I could see pa- you can see past that here. Yeah. So that arrogance. I look over it. Most people say all your friends are arrogant. It's like y'all all get along together because y'all all like all the same. Yeah, it's nothing to do with it. I don't really see it because I don't see that in them because they have the same traits that I have. I, I got overlooked that. I know what that's about. I look at the person. That's just it's part of. It, it, you have to have that. You like, have to. Like like no competitor. At Nobody the top else level, is going to believe that that much, bro. No competitor at top level. Doesn't have confidence. You take Kobe Bryant and no confidence, he's not Kobe. The Black Mamba? Are you serious? None but confident. LeBron James, Michael Jordan back in his prime? Who? Confidence is what? Are you serious? Like, he exude that, bro. Like, the way he wore his jersey, the way he walked on the court, he walked on the court like he owned it. You have to have that. That's what makes you who you are. I'm glad you know that. So I can look past that yeah. part of them yeah. and really get to see the person. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think Michael Jordan's misunderstood, too. People say he's... Dude, he's too competitive. You any, know? But that's that's him. Any successful person is going to be misunderstood for that reason. Because most people aren't competitive. Hold on. Say that one more time. Most competitors, most people that are competitive are misunderstood. Because mm-hmm. most people aren't competitive. You see what I'm saying? So, like, anyone that has that competitive nature at that level is going to be misunderstood because the, mo- the majority of us out here aren't like that. So, that's that's weird to us. That's... That's not normal to most of us because what's wrong with that guy? Why is he so serious? Why is he so this? Why is he so that? Yeah. Why are you not? That's how I'm looking at it. That's weird to me that you aren't a go-getter. You aren't trying to chase for something like You're not waking up at 5 a.m. You're just complacent. You're just happy with what you got. Like, you just, you cool with that? I look funny at that. That's weird to me. Like, that's, that's goofy to me. Like, do you respect that? Not, I mean... Do you, do you respect people who don't work as hard as you? I fucking don't, dude. I mean... I ain't gonna lie to you. I guess it ain't for everybody. You know, everybody's not meant to be uh, at the top, I guess. But, I mean, do I respect... I mean, I respect every person for, the, for, the, for them being a person, right? What's that, Jose? What's up, bro? Crystal? Um, But, yeah, like, I think that I respect every person for the individual, right? As an individual. But, like, 
do I respect your your hustle, your grind, your, your work ethic? No. I mean, because you don't have any, right? So what is that to respect? I don't. I've got a big problem with that. And I'm trying to. I don't them. judge anyone, though. Like, I mean, no, there's no you. judgment. There's no judgment. And, I, and like you just said, you said you respect him as a human, as a man, yes. as a woman. I see you in the street. Hey, how yeah. you doing? Hope everything's well. But when it comes to business, it comes to working out, bit bodybuilding, yeah. anything. If they're not doing what you're doing, let me take that back. If they're not working hard at it, yeah. I got nothing for you. <laughs> I got nothing for you. And I'm going to say hi and shake your hand. Hope you do well. But I got no more energy in that oh, area. So I said respect. Maybe that was bad. Well, if you put it that way, then I, I have to check myself because I've definitely cut people off that hadn't shown that to me. You cut people off? Yeah. Out of my life, like out of my circle. Like, no, I don't do it. Explain that because there's a lot of people that can't do that. Well, like I said, it's not personal, right? Like, we're still cool. Like, I see you. We okay, still okay. Speak, so you didn't But just I just say, can't, like, I don't fuck with you. Yeah, okay. Because, like, you just, you're just not serious. I don't have time to play around with someone who's not serious. You see what I'm saying? Like, Ser- I, like, like me and you having this conversation now? Yeah. Like, if you weren't a serious person, you weren't serious about what you're talking about doing, like, I'd be wasting my time right now. And I would be wasting these hours that I've spent with you. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to get those back. And I wouldn't have anything to show for it. You feel what I'm saying? Oh. But I've learned stuff from it. I can tell you're serious about the things we talked about, yeah. the connections we're making, the networking we're doing. I can see you're serious about it. So to me, that's worth it. You're worth me having in my circle. Vice versa, right? But if you're not, I'm just wasting three, four, five hours hanging out with you for what? To just... For what? I mean, I'm not getting any of that back. I don't get anything out of it. Neither do you. What's the point? Okay, so there's a mutual beneficial relationship Okay. here. Now, you're going to have people that come up to you mm-hmm. in the gym. They're not going to be serious. How do you handle that? You mean like trying to, like, are they, are they trying to pull something from me? Are they, they just speaking to me? Or yes, just... they want to know how to get as big as you. They want to know diet. They want to know, hey, I noticed you got a, a multi-million dollar business, JT. I want to know, look, you got that brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your brand? Yeah, Ace. Yeah. Ace. What, what do you got at Ace? Uh, ambition creates everything. Yeah. So we, you got t-shirts. Hey, I want one of them shirts. Yeah. I want to I be like you. How do I do that? And you I know, noticed when I started throwing out price, that kind of nips all that in the bud. Okay, but when they're not serious about stuff, like, how do you figure that out? Yeah, when you're not serious, like when I start throwing price out, let's hit the swipe up on the top up there. There you go. Yeah, so like when you're not serious, when I throw out price, you'll normally stop all that. They go. Yeah, when they say, hey, man, I want to I wanna get serious. I want to do this. I said, I'll tell you what I do. I offer coaching services. You know, you're serious about it. We'll talk. Maybe when I'm out of the gym, we'll sit down and have a conversation, see if you're serious about it, and we'll go up some prices. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Well, you cool. got serious on them, and they kind of. Then it's like, oh, okay. It's like start, that. When I say, you know, oh, I charge $250, $300 a month, whatever. Oh, okay, okay, I'm going to get back to you. So then it kind of stops. It's gone. That's a good way to do it, though. Because if you're serious, then you would be like, all right, cool. Ah, JT, you know. But if you're not serious, uh, I I ain't that serious. I'm not $250. Oh, I thought you were going to help me. Yeah, I'm not $300 a month serious. Oh, you're going to charge me. But I'm just like kind of serious. But I'm not $300 a month serious, though. Just just like kind of serious. You're not serious. So I say, yeah, I got you, bro. Like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, we'll sit down and talk. Chop it up. Go over your goals, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, and I give you, you know, my invoice and my prices, what I offer. 
Oh, okay, okay, cool. And then that, that the conversation normally stops after that. Normally stops. Ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, it always does, most of the time. Golly, dude. When and the ones that don't, the ones that end up having me as um the coach, and our client, you know, client coach relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So and I had to start doing that because uh, if I didn't, bro, I'm, I'm wasting my time talking to people that aren't really serious. Like you said, you invite people out, they never show, they flake, whatever. You know how many times people tell me they're gonna come to the gym and train with me? How many? Couldn't count. <laughs> oh. And I end up being a solo. And that's cool. Because I'm going to be here regardless. I'm training at 5 whether you come or not. Bro, you're blowing it up, man. Like so, I like, JT will be here at 5, right? And by 5.15, we starting. Whether I'm solo or whether I got four people or whether it's two people, I'm still going to get me regardless. That's going to happen. You can join. You can not join. Doesn't matter to me either way. Look, I, and I don't coach, like I said, and I've got limited um, bodybuilding experience in the past few years, whatever. But I do get some folks throughout the week. If I get, if I go to the gym, I got my my home gym here. But if I go to the gym, I get people that they get in my ear. Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? For sure. And I call it free consulting. That's but, what it is. But I, I like what you said. Like you, with the minute you went over it seriously with mm-hmm. a menu of pricing, yeah. you you weeded them out. Like we're gonna figure out if you're serious or not. Quick. And and if you're willing to put you know three fifty or four fifty. Yeah. Uh, on it a month, whatever you know, that's what you're charging. Yeah. Then, then you're serious, man. Then you're that's serious. I got you. That 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 four fifty is nothing. No. And if you're serious. And I, you're probably gonna raise prices here in a, in, yeah. a, in a few. But you know that five hundred dollars a month is nothing for for the discipline and what you're gonna put them on and what comes along with having Golly, access man. to me. To be honest, bro, I tell people all the time, what you're paying for. Yeah, you're paying for the knowledge, but you're access. paying for the access to me. To have my number, to be able to call me, FaceTime me, text me whatever time of day. Wow. Like a- access to someone. Dude, you know really? how important that is? Like, yeah. like, 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 how important would it be, like, if you had, like, I'm just going to throw a name out there. I don't know. Uh, Derek Jeter or Donald Trump or whoever, like, Michael Jordan, whoever. If you had their personal cell phone number, you could call them right now and talk to them. Just the access to talk to them whenever you wanted to. What does that cost? My point. <sighs> I'll tell you what that costs. Because that's time, bro. I didn't realize that until... I, we were talking about Mike Rashid earlier. I was yeah. saying earlier. Yeah. He said something that made a lot of sense. He used to be like, a lot of people said I don't donate. And he does donate. He said, I donate a lot of money. But he said, more so than that, I donate my time. Uh, and that's more important than money. I didn't understand it at first. But it's, that's real talk. Because, see, I can always make more money, but I can't make more time. Are, are you, you done, see what I'm saying? Are you done dropping these bombs, bro? I, I'm just saying, but like real talk. Like this, no, this, I get it. But this access. Time we spent on the, this talking today, I, we can't get that back. No. No, but it's invaluable. So, like, for instance, like, if we were wasting time, then it's not valuable now. So now you just lost four or five hours out of your day that you could have been getting better at your craft or whatever it is you want to yeah. do that now you can't get back. I'm, I'm and a- you lost that for what? I don't mind losing time for something that's valuable to me. No. Family's valuable. What about gossip? That? That's gossip. When there's gossip going on, when there's, there's uh, redundancy, when there's something yeah. else going on, I, I got to get out of that situation. Yeah. Because that's hurt me. It's different. It's hurting. It's not good. I agree. So free consulting, you've you've gotten that. Like, that's good. Because I've learned the hard way. When I started just handing people out free information, it's a constant revolving door. They come back and they from don't more, do it. Come back from and, and they, they don't do, do it. it. They never do. They never. So when you start charging uh, your five fifty rate, mm-hmm. your four fifty rate, then then they they listen all of a sudden because they're invested. Well, because now you're like, damn, I got to do what he says because I paid four hundred fifty dollars. That's funny. I look at my daughter's. That's all. 
dude, the, my daughter's Christian school, the private school, mm-hmm. I pay a certain amount of money and I expect, and so I'm more vested. Yeah. Uh, I realize that there's a lot of people uh, putting their kids in schools that aren't vested. Now I know that's, you know, it could go either way, but that's the way I see it. I'm spending so much money and I'm doing that. And you talked about responsiveness. Let me tell you something. My first couple of shows, I was doing men's physique and then I was working my way up to bodybuilding and uh, I had a coach not come to my second show. On that day, that uh, the day before, um, I was stressing out. Mm-hmm. As you know, you're like, oh, I didn't know if I was to carb up. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So I didn't eat anything. I couldn't get a hold of my coach. I ate Freaking nothing. Out. Freaking out. There's no more insecure people than bodybuilders oh, the day before. <clears throat> Cortisol levels are out through the roof. Cortisol levels, if you don't know, that has to do with stress. But guess who was there? Dr. Trey Hodge to rescue the day. Come <laughs> up to my room. Let me take a look at you and tell me what you need. You know, hey, yeah, go ahead. and You can eat this and do this and this. Put me, put me in line. Put me back on track. Yeah. And I went on my way to, to win and do all these things. But he was my coach ever since because he responded. Dude. And you respond to your clients, your eight clients. And guys, look, I know eight clients isn't a lot, but to have JT, I'll tell you right now, if I didn't have Trey, I hope you're not listening at this point, but (laughs) if I didn't have Trey, I'd hire this guy right now. But, But, uh, I mean, like I say, man, you know, you just have to find someone who cares. You feel what I'm saying? And that's why I am so adamant about who I give my attention to because I do care. Uh And it's frustrating when I care about someone who doesn't really care, who's not serious. Like I told you, I just cut a guy off not too long ago because he wasn't serious. I was putting a lot of time, effort, energy into him, and he wasn't serious. So that's very frustrating to me because I'm not half-assing nothing I do for him. If I just half-ass cookie cut, whatever, it really, wouldn't, it really wouldn't bother me much. But I'm really, like, putting in time and I'm investing in you as a person. And so when you're not serious, that, that, I take that personal now. You feel what I'm saying? I, I, listen, I'm going to go off because in business – um, especially when it has to do with money, there's a lot of people that'll see your come up mm-hmm. and then they, they watch it and then they want to know the silver bullet. They want to know, Jay John, I've had people fly up here, stay the night. I say people, two or three, all right? And want to know the secret to being a millionaire. They want to know the secret to building a business. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You just, you did all this. I, I spent time. And I, it's my passion to help people. They're not going to do it. I, I, I'm wasting my time. Yeah. And I wish I knew this back then because I was spending time like, oh, it's easy. Here, do this, 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 and this. They're not willing to do it, man. And I should have put those expectations out before they flew out here. Andy Fasella said that on the podcast. Oh, man. The podcast you sent me the other day. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that podcast when he said uh, – the reason why he doesn't mind sharing everything he does, yeah, because he knows ninety-seven percent of the people aren't going to do it anyway. Uh, I mean, so he's like, I don't mind sharing because you're not going to go do it. I know you're not. You're not going to do it, but you genuinely care about your eight clients when they. Yes, but like I know you're not going to go do what I tell you. So like, he's I don't mind telling everybody for free because I know ninety-seven percent of them aren't going to do it anyway. And there's only probably one percent of them that's probably even capable of doing it. When you take on when you take on a client, mm-hmm. and when I uh, take on, let me see, we got a little battery. Yeah, I'm just gonna take it out. We're just gonna. What you say when I got what? No. Look, when you said take something personally, mm-hmm. when somebody asks me for advice, I become invested in them and their and their well being. So uh, when somebody asks me about business or something like that, I'm all in because I'm I'm like oh, yeah. I, I get to help somebody. 
And then when they don't do it or they fall off, they stop answering the phone or they stop calling me, I do take it personally because I am so invested in their success. I can see their prof- I could see potential. There are people that we know that have potential that you try to help and then you, they don't follow through or they don't listen or they keep going down the path they're going. And it's very frustrating whether they're paying you or not to watch that. It is. Because you are invested. You're, you're invested. And, you know, I see that in you. You know, I see that in Trey. I see it in other coaches. And it's just like, it's probably the most frustrating part. It's easy, it's easy for, for some people to write a check to you, and then they go eat bacon. And they go <laughs> eat a french fries. And then it's hard to coach that. Yeah, it is. Oh, man, I want to segue out of bodybuilding because, you know, JT, you are not just bodybuilding. That's cool. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about is I think how we officially met uh, through a DM, through Instagram, through a post that I made, a story that I made. And I basically said, bodybuilding is not a sport. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. And you had a comment. And this is kind of how we got back and forth. Yeah. But your respectful banter back and forth. Uh, your your pers- Yeah, you know, we're going to pause real quick, take a rest. You sure? Yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. You, did you pause on yours? I'm miles off you. I'm all good. Right here? I keep going. Yep, go ahead. Um, so JT and I, we were talking about bodybuilding, why it was a – uh, we were arguing about bodybuilding sport or is it a hobby? And, you know, JT came back to me and said, you know what? Uh, the people that are, uh, they're performing at a high level here. They're, they're winning a bunch of money. This is all they do all day. This is a sport. My thing was that, Hey, bodybuilding is a hobby. You got seven judges that are, are looking at you based on their perspective, based on what they've seen, based on what they're looking at, deciding whether you're good or not. To me, to me, if, if your fate, if, if you winning is, is up to seven people who, uh, who knows if they're um, biased in any region, to me, that felt like not so much of a sport at the time. Now, what... That's kind of like a, like that's, that's why some people think it's more of a pageant or more of a a pageant. Um, I mean, I guess anything when you're doing when you're competing, right, is a sport, right, in some sense. No, I'm a, I gotta and, cut you and, off. And, I, and some in some people's eyes, I guess it depends on what you define sport as, right? So, <clears throat> JT, I'm stopping. I'm stopping you right now. I okay. literally wrote this down. I said okay. the definition. I wrote this down a while ago. Okay. Because the definition of sport to me, and okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna publicly say, is this, is this Google or is this your, is this your definition? Dog is Google. Google. Okay, you right, ready to right, Google? Right, He's right, got right. his phone. I'm out. just, I'm just checking. Dude, my right, man's got his phone out. <laughs> I'm just Go checking. Ahead. I'm just checking. So the definition of sport. Okay. Put your phone down, man. All right, all right go ahead. Dude, go don't ahead. believe me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it says, it says on Google, mm-hmm. definition of sport: an activity involving physical exertion and. Skill in which an individual or team competes okay. against another or others for entertainment. So this is a sport. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm publicly, it's, it's physical. I'm publicly saying right now. All right, because it's, it's, it's physical. It's uh, at this, well, I mean, I guess even on stage it's physical, right? Because you're physically yeah. exerting yourself. I agree. But I agree. I you're definitely say. physical in the gym prior to that, right? Which is something separate, but it's still. 
just like an athlete that's playing football. It's very athletic, in the gym it's too, very right? athletic, yes. But, yeah, so it's still physical in a sense. I mean, you're not having physical contact with a, with a person, right? Like you might in no, wrestling or uh, boxing What or it said is physical exertion. So that's you working out. So, okay, so is, is wrestling a sport, do you think? Do, do I think by this by defi- definition? By definition, that's a sport. Checkers is a sport. Yeah. Uh, cheerleading is a sport. Yeah. Uh, chess is a sport. Essentially, if you're going off a of definition, yeah. If I'm going off a of definition. Yeah. Now, there's got a lot of people out there that are saying, hey, listen, <laughs> hey, hey, cheerleading is not a sport. <laughs> I, I think that, I think, to, I, I'll put it this way, man. When you're competing um, and you're doing any type yeah. of physical activity, yeah. I hey, think it is. Hey, hey Marion. I think it is. Come, come in here. My girlfriend was a, uh, uh, she competed in uh, cheerleading, and I think she has a little input on this. We've had this discussion. I, I guess you're not coming in here. <laughs> uh, is, is cheerleading a sport? Um, yeah. I agree. I think it's a sport. Um, you compete. You just listen to my definition? <laughs> no, I'm in the bathroom. I didn't hear. Yes. Um, but I think that it is a sport because it does, I mean, you're competing against other teams. You, it takes yeah. months of preparation. It's energy that you're spending. Um, I know you guys were talking about time earlier. It's time mm-hmm. that you're putting into something and anything that, for sure. you know, I mean, it's, it's hard. It, it's very hard. How do they judge that? How do they gauge uh, in cheerleading whether you win or not? That's the difference. I think is it's a point system. So if you, that sounds familiar. Right. So, yeah, it does. So, it? you know, it's not a, it's not about. Well, I guess it is. Like, if a judge sees a routine that they like, that's better energy than another, then they're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if a stunt hits or doesn't, there's a specific point system. You get points for certain things, and you don't, and you lose points for just like things. boxing. Yeah, just like so, boxing. So yeah, and so I mean, it's it's just what it is. Like, it's just solely based. I got on you. Your so according to your definition, it, it is, is a sport. sport. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, so according to your definition, it definitely is, for sure. Because okay. it's physical and it's competition. Listen, right? I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. Look, I got JT on, and I told him this before he we hit record. I said, listen, I'm not looking to to get on. Uh, I don't know if she could be louder with the ice. Or I got a tequila drink coming. Um, um, well, I was off track. She's bending over to get ice. <laughs> Hey, come on. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> um, by definition, I guess where I get frustrated with it is my sub- the subjectiveness of the judges mm-hmm. looking at, based on what they like, to me... Subject. It's not a... I, yeah, I feel you. To me, I look at it like it's just what they... You know, maybe that person is um, a bodybuilder. Maybe they're in a men's physique, but they're a judge. You know, so that man's physique guy might look at you a little different. And then you start thinking about what the judges are looking for and what they're thinking. I don't like prepping for a show wondering who the judges are. I, You know, that point system. Some people do that, though. I know they do that. They compete at shows that no certain judges will or won't be at. They purposely compete at shows where judges aren't. I've been told not to go to certain shows based on judges. I'm not playing the game that way. Yeah. Because I'm not in it for that. I've been told to go to certain shows because this judge is going to be head judge. Yeah, I can see that happening. Like, your body type would do well here because this judge Because likes... he's looking for a certain yeah, look. look. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't like that. Um, and so it bothers me mm-hmm. enough to say, 
Go ahead. I want to interject Come real on, quick. Dude. So, do you think there should be a criteria that you have to meet to be a judge or not? Black and white, it damn sure should be. I have no idea how that works. Mm-hmm. You tell me what it takes to be an NPC well, judge. Well, I mean, I know a few that are. Um, most of the ones that I know have either competed once before or they still compete now, right? Okay. So, I'm okay with that because at least you know what it takes to get on stage to compete at any level, whether you're a pro or not, I don't care. Yeah. I just need you to be have have done this or doing it. You want the one judges, or the other. You want the judges to be involved in the as hard as hard as hard to say. I couldn't do it. But <laughs> I want them to say, have say it for me. I want them to have either competed yeah. or are still currently competing now. Okay. So either they're competing right now or they have before at one point in time. You see what I'm saying? So to me I feel like if they haven't, then how can you give me critique on what I'm doing if you've never done it? Have the refs Perfect in NFL example. played? Most of them, no. Okay, go ahead. Now give me your example. But no, I agree, but I think that should change. No, I, 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 I'm agreeing. Like, I, I can't it. tell a woman how to walk in heels if I've never walked in heels. Ooh. Like, how can I be a judge? How can I judge a pageant, but I've never... I feel like I need to write that down. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just... This is my perspective. No, no, I totally, I totally agree yeah. with you. Yeah. But... The truth is that there are NPC judges that mm-hmm. aren't even pros, bro. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think you need to at least have done a show. You should have at least have done a show in NPC. You don't you, think you should at least have been like a competitor at some point in time? Get, yeah. All right. You should be able to prove that you can. You've done this at least once or twice. Yes. NPC. Just to just to say, if nothing else, I know what they're going through. So if I compete, if I competed one show in the NPC, you think that's a good qualification for me to be able to? I don't think I don't think just that, but I think well, that should me, be part me, of it. Give me some of your top things. I think you should obviously have been in the sport for X amount of years, right? Been involved, or not, I guess around the right. sport, right? Okay. Whether you're promoting, whether you're coaching, whether you're just in the sport in general, around the sport, right? Coaching. So you, just around, just like maybe okay. you're promoting, maybe you're, you've been promoting shows for five years. Now you want to be a judge. Okay, cool. You've been around the sport, right? You you kind of know the 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 culture is what I'm saying, right? Right. So for me, I feel like that should be something that they should look into. Not necessarily saying each person should have X, Y, Z, but we should look at all of that. I feel like we should. And you should at least have done some type of, yeah, like whether it been bikini, whether it been figure, whether it been fitness. Yeah. On the women's side, whether it been bodybuilding, whether it been women's physique, whatever. And on the men's side, same thing. Even if it was back in the 90s, you at least did it. You know what it's like. You know what it takes to get on stage. If you've never done that, how can you, how can you really honestly judge me? No, I'm biased. I agree with you. And I'm looking at any judge. I've never... Let me think. I don't think I've encountered any judges that I felt was, was or are biased. I do feel like uh, coaches and judges are kind of on the same level where they have clients Mm -hmm. as well. And they've got, or they've competed in a certain division, and so they're looking for certain things. Now, I I can, I can, yeah. uh, Maybe that's that's just a a little bit. I can see that, yeah. But I've met a good amount of judges where they are totally unbiased, and they, it's almost like a point system to themselves, like how they go about things. Oh, I know a lot of them uh, like that. And I'll tell you right now. It should be that way, though. But it should be a point. It should be something you should be able to tell me why well, I it lost. Is, it is a point system. But you should be able to explain to me why I didn't win or why I lost or why I placed wherever I placed. Yes, or how many Not because off. you just need to be more conditioned. Yeah. You know who's like, that, don't, that don't cut it for me. I, I'm going to tell you two like, people. 
They don't cut it. It, it can't. You have to have definitive answers so you know. Mo, to... Mo Newman. Mo per, Newman. Perfect I was example. about to say her name. She's always giving critique. Direct. Verbatim, critique. like yeah. in depth. Like yeah. you lack this, you lack that. You need to bring this up. I can take that and use that. Um, you just need to be bigger. What is that? How many times have you heard that? You just need to be more conditioned. Uh, well, right. yeah, of course we all can be more conditioned, but I still have to live, right? I can't like die. I can't be like one percent <laughs> body fat. You need to be leaner. Well, of course we can all be leaner, right? But like we still got to be alive too, right? And so that's usually the general census. So I think this is what they say when they don't know what to say. Their back needs to be bigger. That's what I hear. You know what I'm saying? Something I mean, like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, cool, right? But compared to what though? That's all I'm saying. Like if the guy that beat me didn't have yeah. that, then then why do I have to have it? You should judge what's there. That's all you can. I remember Trace Bennett saying. Trey Bennett saying that um, you only judge what's there, and you can't judge what's not there. So, if the top three people only look so good, well, you have to pick a winner. There has to be somebody to win. So, when people's like, well, how did this guy win this class? But then, in this class, I look better than the guy that won middleweight, and I'm light heavy, and I took fifth, and this guy won. Well, in his class, there wasn't the steep competition as there were in your class. You only judge what's there. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like... I can't help that no one showed up in this class and this guy won. And he looked like shit. Yeah. But like in your class, it was deep. I can't help that either. Yeah. That's just how it is. So I think that makes a big difference on like you only can judge what's there, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I also think a lot of a lot of judges judge you off of your previous best, especially at the pro level. Yes. So... They judge you off of, we've seen him better, we've seen her better. So they, they're judging you off of 2018 and then now, 2019 and now, when they should just be judging you off of what's up on stage with you. Yes. So you still may look the best that day, but you don't look as good as you did two years ago. Yeah, it's an unfair advantage. But who cares? I look yeah. the best today. Right. So I win. This is, yeah. This oh, is well, what I'm up two years against. ago, you looked better. So this guy looked better than he did two years ago. You still look better than him, but yeah. he improved more. Well, Do I look better? <laughs> yes or no? Well, yeah. Well, then I should win. Yeah. I mean, that's like given a, you know, most improved, Period. Most improved trophy. Like, we can we do that after do that. The show. We can do yeah. that after the show's over. If you want to give our consolation prizes, that's fine. But when Who we don't. better yeah. right now? Did I look best on stage that day? Yes or no? Well, yeah, you did. Okay, but now I need to win. Right. Do you think that there's too many trophies going on in the NPC right now? Um, I think there's... You mean like too many divisions? Well, I see a lot of trophies. I feel like everybody's walking away with a trophy nowadays where there's best posing. That's fine. Um, Most improved, most, you know, all the, I feel like there's a Longest hair, prettiest heels, that. Somebody's walking away with some metal. And I don't know. I I, I was wondering if I was the only one thinking that. If if I'm from a business standpoint, I get it. Business wins. I get it. Because it makes people feel it. And it makes people feel involved. I didn't leave with nothing. I got something, you know? Yeah. I'll come back next year. I leave with nothing. Most people aren't coming back. It's a teaser. Most, Most improved or, or what's, what's my favorite? Not just my... Not to cut you off, but think about this. Most potential, I'm sorry. So, how many people are really going to go pro, right? Oh, talk, talk to me. I want and how many people after they really go pro, how many are going to really be competitive? I want to know numbers. I can't find them. Anywhere I look or ask, I can't find how many IFBB pros are there right now in the world. Oh God! There's no give me, telling. give me the world, give me the number. I got my pen because no I can't find it. There's no telling. When I talk to people, I can't get an answer. But you can easily Google NFL how many players there are. Yeah. 
what's the problem here? Okay, this yeah. is such a business. Like, the way they're looking at yeah. it, we're going to give more pro cards out. And every year, it's more and more at different shows. And people are gunning for these shows where there's more cards. So from from a business standpoint, right? Oh, come on. I, I love business. It's, come on. I mean, it's a genius, it right? It is. But I mean, let's think about you making. You're not making your real money off the pros, right? The one, the, the Phil Heaps in the world, and you're not really gonna be making money off those guys. It's the ones that look up to those guys. That's who you make your money on. And that's I hate to say it. Trophies out. And that's who they market to. You gotta know your demographic. You know what I'm saying? They market to the weekend warrior people that want to be bodybuilders, right? But the ones that really excel, the Cedric McMillans and. The, the Phil Heaves and the Kyle Greens, like, yeah, like, those people are the, the ones that we, they worship, right, and everybody looks up to, and they do make money off the sport, but, like, the sport doesn't make money off them. The sport makes money off the people at the NPC shows, the 30 across, the activity South Carolina made, has, what, 15 shows a year, maybe 15, 20? That's a lot. No, I don't think it's that much. Maybe eight, eight or nine? Okay, yeah. every state has their own show. Yeah. How much money do you think they're making off that? Think or no, because I, I can. You see what I'm saying? I can spit some mowers, but but that's where they make the money at. All right, okay. So pro cards. Um, you said, do they make money off of that? No. Uh, the demographic is probably 18 to 24. On I'm not gonna. No, I'm gonna say it. I'm not gonna use a Trumpism. Okay. Um, they're targeting the NPC. The IFBB is targeting this age group right here, 18 to 24. That's who's gonna be like, yeah, I want to get there. I want to do this. I'm gonna do that. And so they would love. Hey, they're they're gonna give. Uh, you know, so many cards out to so many people. The IFBB is. I looking, agree. Okay, so everybody's looking up to Phil Heath right now. We're going to put them in this magazine right here for NPC mm -hmm. just so we can get, you know, these people to look at it, these yeah. people right here. And so I don't like that. Personally, I don't like that. When I look at that, I feel like we're targeting kids because those are kids, 18 to 24. We're targeting them for this. It's business, though. That's with everything, though. Music. Wow. I mean, this most dude, most dude, of the music listened to falls in that range right here. Probably less than that. Probably like thirteen. Yeah. So probably like thirteen to like twenty-one. Influential. So, grown, grown people. So influential. Talking and I mean, what, what's the little kid now? They talking about that had the little Satan shoes With coming the shoes, out. Nas, Nas X, little Nas, Nas X or whatever. He said his target audience is thirteen-year-olds. He said that. Why are you rapping to thirteen-year-old kids and you're a grown man? About blood and shoes. You, you see what I'm saying? Because no one else is going to believe and pick up on that garbage. Let me kind of get these kids. Their brains aren't really fully functioned yet, fully developed. Let me get them and brainwash them at an early age. Because, like, we're not going to fuck with that. What is, what is that trash? Like, no, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. But that's why they... So that, that, that I mean, for, for nothing, man, that, that goes back to... You can almost apply that for anything. Yeah. Okay, I was, I was diving into it. <laughs> almost can apply that to anything. To deep iTunes... Spotify. I mean, probably look at the numbers, bro. No, no, I get it. Who's downloading music the most? It's not people our age. I promise you that. Well, we found out how to get it for free. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, real talk. Your daughter's age and under, probably. People, those, those, that, that age group, that's the one listening to all the music and downloading everything and the TikTok and all that. Yeah. That's where the money's at. Because why? Because they have parents. And those parents want to please their kids. Uh -oh. mm. So they're targeting you, but not directly. Indirectly, you're targeted, but really, they're targeting the child. Because, feel, she's, feel, gonna, because she's the one that's going to get you to buy the money. Shit, I feel targeted right now, dude. But real talk, she's going to get you yeah. to pay the money for whatever she wants. Stop the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's real talk. No, I get it. I, I totally get it. from a business it. standpoint, it's genius. They're, but 
it's messed up, right? But nah, it works. Listen, listen, we're tar- in marketing, we're targeting. So on a business perspective, I'm always looking at who, where's our, that's how I came up with this number is I'm looking yeah. for these numbers and it makes sense. Well, where's our money coming from? Well, 90% of money's come from this demographic. And I'm looking at it, 1824. Okay. Facts, bro. All right. But here, facts. All right. All right. I'm going to start more facts. Okay. All right. All right. So bodybuilding. Man, okay. are we ever going to get off this subject? Bodybuilding? <coughs> Probably not. All right. So it goes, it goes deep. Um, bodybuilding. Okay. There are some some hidden secrets that are no longer hidden. And we're going to mm-hmm. talk about supplements. And we're going okay. to stay there. So when I first said, uh, I'm going to start bodybuilding. Okay. Um, I didn't know what that entailed. Everything. None of us do. So, right. So, yeah. things are introduced into the game, all this and that. And when you start dieting and using certain yeah. supplements, you need to have your blood checked. You need to be monitoring certain things. You need to eat these certain things. You need to be not intaking alcohol or certain other substances. And so, for, for me, when I start looking at... This demographic, 1824, and they're looking up to people like you, this yeah. monster that's going to be an Olympian, all this. I'm like, what does that take? You don't, you know, the, the NBC yeah. and the IFBB doesn't tell the truth on. No, they can't. Like what you were just saying before of like sacrifice they can't. On, on relationships or I'm going to have to do certain supplements. That's not enticing. Excessive. I'm going to have to hurt my kidneys and liver. That's not enticing. No one wants to hear it's that. It's not enticing. And it's in other No one wants to hear the truth, man. From cycling to football to bodybuilding, there's, you know, there's... You know uh, how many football players are injured that don't even make it past their first two, three years? Probably more than that. They're not, they're not going to praise that, though. The Super Bowl, they're going to put all the commercials on TV. Yeah, Pepsi's going to talk about this. Coach's going to talk about that. But they don't tell you about all the other... Like, I know a couple guys that played in the NFL I went to school with. And those guys tell you it's a cutthroat industry, man. Cutthroat. Cutthroat. It is, bro. They don't care nothing about you. As soon as you hurt, on to the next. Yeah. But they make it seem like it's this great, it's American sport, man. Not as much and, as bodybuilding. But 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 it's crazy how they but at least their guys are paid, right? But Yeah, at least well. their guys are way paid. That's, that's yeah. a, I wish I would have said that. Yeah, very very well paid. But I mean, but but you're looking at the their bodies, what their bodies go through, right? But they don't sell that dream. That's not what they sell you. And do you feel bad for the people that get hurt and then they, you know, they're, you know, 55 years old, Muhammad Ali, can't talk? Um, nah, I don't. You don't, because they measured their, their risk and they knew. I mean, you, you we, we, as a grown man, right, as an adult, period, yeah. okay. female or male, you have to sit down and have that conversation with yourself, right? Yeah, Is this it. worth That's whatever, a- what's the potential risk, right? Any, I mean, anything in life, right? You're right, like, you're right. Uh, we're not going to go. That's another road. But, but, I mean, I see what you're saying, though. I mean... Do I feel bad? I mean, yeah, it's always bad to see somebody in not good health, right? No matter what the, the, the cause of it was, but I can't really feel sorry for you. No, I mean, because you know what you were doing. You and I feel like those people that that are hurting, mm-hmm. uh, look, perfect example, Ronnie Coleman. He hate don't, to see him like that, bro. Everybody hates to see him, but you know what? He wouldn't change a thing. He said he wished he would have squatted, what, 800 pounds twice? Yeah. Or two more times instead of doing it twice. Well, how do you know that? Because we be watching Generation. Yeah, we're like, and, he, and you can tell he really meant that. Yeah, I'm, I'm can't walk without holding onto the wall or like a crutch or a walker. Yeah, I get back under and do it hey. another time right now. He'll, he'll, if you take him back twenty years right now, up under eight hundred, he get back under and, and give you five. <laughs> and then fast forward to now and be good with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with it. Whatever. He would wheelchair himself right to the squat <laughs> rack. You know what I'm saying? Like real talk. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Is it worth it to me? I don't. To me, it's not. 
To me, it's to me, it's not. Not when I got little kids that I can't. Yeah, play but see, with. You're not, but you're not judging. And, no, 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 no. We're no. not judging, so it's it's different, and there's a lot more judgment than not. But he's but he in bodybuilding, he's a god. Was he, he is. is? What was that movie? Troy was that movie? Troy. Yeah. Okay. Come on. The movie Troy was a Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The little boy. And he came out the little tent. Yep. And he's like, "Oh, you gonna go fight all those those soldiers?" He was like, "It's like three hundred. Remember your name. Real talk." He's like, "I wouldn't do it. There's so many. You're not gonna win." He's like, and "That's why no one will ever remember your name." Real it's talk. Such a gangster quote. Wasn't it though? He said like, to a kid, to a little like nine year old boy. <laughs> the boy was like, "Huh?" Like, you know, like <laughs> the only love that movie, bro. Listen, the only analogy I got for that, I can't remember the name. You're gonna say it. As soon as Snoop Dogg walked out of this kid's mom's room, baby boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What he say? He said. <laughs> I ain't your daddy. Yeah, he was like, I hate you. He's like, I hate you too, little. He was like, you ain't my son. And the kid is little photo. Yeah. The kid is little photos and shit over there. Reminds me of Troy and the He's like, you ain't my son, real talk. That I'm was, telling you, man. It was gangster, but it was like. To a oh. kid, bro. Oh. <laughs> to a kid. Like, that was like. Why is that? Like, harsh truth. Like, you're six, here I, you go. I didn't know, you know to be. Man? I didn't know to be angry or feel bad. I was, it was, was, it was, it was kind of funny, though. It was I mean, gangster. It was. Yeah, it I get was. it. It was. But I remember that quote, man. Like, but like so, Ronnie Coleman, like everybody will always know who he is. Always. So I mean, like he lives on, right? No matter if he's even here if people he... beat his stuff, like he was, he was it. The first one to ever do it. How can you feel bad about that? I don't. I would have never. Forgotten. So I mean, like so to him, like I get it. Like it might not be worth it to me, right? But like he will always be remembered, forever. A lot of people can't say that. And when he closes his eyes for the last time, he has no regrets. And he'll probably die in the gym. <laughs> No, real talk. He'll yeah. probably die in the gym. Like, no, like, they'll probably find him one day in Metroflex, I'm sure. And I'm sure he'll probably want it that way. Yeah, look, if, No, I'm, I'm serious. He would probably plan it. If he, yeah. if he like, died in the office, his his note probably says, put me under the squat rack and put, like, some, put some 500 on that. Like, make it look like I went out. Please, throw an extra plate on. Like, you feel what I'm saying? <sighs> Bro, like, for real. I know. And I can't feel bad, because, I mean, if I can't feel bad for him because he's happy. He's at peace with his faith, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, I remember my grandma was on her deathbed. She was 99. And she was at peace, bro, with what she knew was coming. So I couldn't feel bad. Right? I wanted her to be here for selfish reasons. I wanted her to still be alive and have more memories with her. But I couldn't feel bad for her because she made peace at what she was about to experience. I can, how can you feel bad about that? Of course, like, my, my, my human emotions, I, I felt, I grieved for her, right? But I couldn't feel bad for her because, like, she had lived her life. She made peace. She was at peace. She was ready to go. And she was just like... You couldn't understand that yet. I was like, what do you mean you're ready to go? Like, what? So now, if you would have had to go through that now, how would you feel? Like, I mean, she passes away right now. Yeah. Are you good? Are you better? I mean, I I think once I realized that I did everything I could for her, I cherished every moment I had when I spent as much time as I could. There's nothing else I could have did that I didn't do for her, with her. But knowing that she's good... Oh, yeah, it gave me peace for sure. Yeah. yeah, because I think a lot of our anxiety is somebody who's passing is like, oh, I don't want them to worry, the yeah, stress, yeah. and it's like... I had a dream about her. Like, what? Four, four, three, four days after she passed. And? And I remember, like, I had a dream. She gave me a ring I used to always wear. I keep it on a necklace at home. Yeah. And I got it on my wall. And um, I had a dream that, like, I was at the house, so she was there. And I come walking up to the house, and she's sitting... Like, she used to always sit and watch and look out the screen door, you know? She, she, she had home? a little couch right there. Well, I, I had moved in with her when she had got sick. Okay, okay. And so I walked up to the house, walked up the steps, and she's sitting there looking out the window. And I'm like, in the dream, obviously, you don't know it's a dream at the time, right? Yeah. 
you think it's real. So I'm, I'm like, what? Like, I'm tripping. Like, we just buried her like three, four days ago. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I'm tripping, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can, yeah, you so interrupt. What? Yes. What'd you, hold on. <laughs> Mary so just said something. Yeah, my dad passed away um, huh? in about a week after, and I had a dream similar. And really? it's like, in the dream, you know it's a dream, and you have yeah. to keep telling yourself, like, you're, you're yeah. dead. Like, you're not, like, what? And it was funny, because we spent the night together... It's probably six months ago or something, but mm-hmm. yeah, I remember vivid. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember vividly um, seeing him in jail, and I was going to visit him, and everybody kept telling me like, "No, Mary, he's dead. Like he's gone. Like you what? didn't go see your dad." And but I was talking to my dad, and and That's I had crazy. and in the dream I had to keep saying like, "No, like he's dead." But I was talking. It was. Creep, yeah. Similar. It was very similar. For the record, and he wasn't in jail. No, 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 no. He was never in jail. But I, I guess maybe in prison. Subconsciously, maybe I thought I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, it, it's. It, it gave me peace after I had that, that conversation with her. Okay. Because I looked at my grandma. I was like, "What are you doing here?" She was like, "Babe, what are you talking about?" I was like, "Grandma, like, what are you, like, like why, why are you here?" I didn't want to be like, you died. Wow. But I was like, what are you doing? She was like, baby, what are you talking about? And I looked at her hand and she had the ring on. Oh my God. And I was like, in my dream, I was like, and I didn't have it on my, I, I was wearing it for a while. I stopped wearing it because I didn't want to lose it. But I was like, damn, I don't. And she had it on. I'm like, how, how, how did you get that off? I'm tripping, right? And I'm like, what? Like, I'm, I'm, it's weird. I'm like, what? And all of a sudden, then my alarm went off and I woke up and I was like, that was creepy. Creepy. I was like, what was that about? You didn't wake up crying? You just seen your dead grandma. But, like, she was telling me, like, in the dream, man, like, she was good. She was like, what, like, what are you worried about? Like, I'm okay. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, why are you here? She was like, where else would I be at? And I was like, but why are you, like, right here in the house? Like, <laughs> like physically. Like, we buried you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we put you to rest. Like, Dang. and she looked at me. She was like, what are you talking about? But I felt like that was her way of telling me, like, I'm good. Yeah. Because I was, like, Dude. a wreck for, like, them three or four days before I had that oh, dream. Oh, she knew it. She and knew after it. that, I hadn't cried a day since. She knew. Now, Like, cried like that. I mean, I've shed a tear here and there, obviously, when I think yeah. about it sometime in depth. But I'm talking about, like, I hadn't cried like I was. Like, when I got fifth place, I know you cried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, I hadn't, yeah. but I hadn't, like, since like like since that day, not not that intense. It's like I had a peace about me. It's almost like that was her way of saying, hey, I'm good. Don't All right, worry so, about me. Live your life, go on, do your thing, you know? Gotcha. We're going right in. We're going to segue out of bodybuilding. Good. Um, and we're going to talk about... He said good. I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> All right. And we're going to talk about certain conspiracies, and it sounds like you believe in ghosts. Uh, I'll say this. Um, Went deep right there, didn't I? I used to not... Went right in for it. I used to not believe in a lot of things. Go ahead. Um, But the, the older I've gotten, like... Hmm. I believe in good and bad spirits, right? Come on. Because I believe that spirits are just something that dwells in a person, right? And so I feel like when a person leaves, I feel those spirits sometimes still linger. Like, I feel like it's like energy almost, right? So you got good energy, you got bad energy, right? But energy now, like, never dies, it never goes away. So like... No, energy keeps going. So I feel like sometimes you see like a lot of these young kids or young people that are like, they say, oh, these people are possessed. And I'm like, it's, I think it's just a vessel, right? With this bad energy. Like they have something negative on them, something, you want to call it satanic or whatever, cool whatever term you want to use, but like, I don't think they're a bad person. I think they just have a negative aura energy about them. You know what I'm saying? Just like we put off energy, yeah, vibrations, frequencies when we meet people. Yeah. You ever met a person, you've never known them, don't know nothing about them, don't know their name, but you just don't 
something don't feel right when you're around. You're like, I don't really like that dude. I'm just sure, saying. both my ex-wives. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, uh, <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? But you know how you get like a vibe? You're like, I'm joking, Tiffany. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get a vibe. You're like, I don't. Just Tiffany, though. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. What up, man? Come on. But I mean, you know how you get that vibe about a person? It, like, man. You're just like, ah. it's just their, their energy's off. They ain't said a word to you. Just the energy is just, I don't, I don't know about this dude. It's just something they're putting off. I don't know that spirit, energy we talk about. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I, they kind of maybe, I ain't going to say they coexist, but like, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand somewhat, right? I mean, I feel like they could in a way. There's something. There's. I don't think anybody would argue that there's nothing. For sure. There, you know, whether it's religious or whether it's the universe. Mm -hmm. But I mean, scientifically, energy translates into energy. So if you want to, I mean, you're going to have to merge, you know, religion and science here at some point. They get intertwined. Yeah. But energy is a vibration. And we've all watched the same podcast. Everybody who's got Netflix. And yeah. the vibrations. And there's something. And so people die. There's energy. I'm going to go on a limb on this one. Go um, I think this is just my perspective, right? But I feel now that I've gotten older, my perspective has changed a lot. I was very, very religious, very... Um, Baptist, Christian. Southern Baptist. Yeah. South Carolina. Granddad was a minister. Yeah. Grandma was in the church. She was a, you know, <clears throat> um, she was an usher at the church. My dad to this day is a head deacon now, like very serious in the church. Is. To this day now, yeah. I can't wait to meet this guy. Trying to, he just got his um, master's in theology and stuff. He's trying to be a minister, like deep. So I have that background, right? But like, I feel like science, right, is what we as humans can prove, right? And I feel like religion sometimes is what we can't. I really, that's, that's kind of what I feel. I feel like, in a sense, the things we don't have answers to, yeah. which is a lot, we, I think we go to religion because we can't explain it, you know? Okay. Um, I think people are afraid of what they don't know, yeah. so we have to label it something. True. It can't just be nothing. It has to be awesome. something spiritual encounter, whatever, right? Religious. Well, why did this person do this? Or what, why, why, yeah. why, why did this person... I see that. Miracle, right? They use the word miracle or... Um, Whatever term you want to call it, but a lot of times I think those are just ways that we can't describe what we're experiencing. Hard to translate, yeah. And so it comes back to like religion or, or, or spiritual or whatever you want to call it. But science can be proven, right? That's that's what we can prove is yeah. fact. Yeah. What we can't prove, I think, is more, not 100%, but more relatable to a spiritual and religion, I, I feel like. Because okay. we don't really know... Well, a lot of us have theories on how we came about, right? How humans were here, Big Bang Theory, whatever, yeah, right? So, but can you really prove any of that? Maybe, maybe not. Hey, do you believe you're going to be an Olympian one day? Bodybuilding Facts. Olympian. Why don't you believe in God? Why don't I? Yeah. I definitely believe in something. I, don't, I wouldn't no, no, call him. You missed the point. There's nothing in between you and being an Olympian. You said yes, you believe yeah. in that. With no facts other than your experience, your past. Yeah. Same thing with God. In what way? Well, give me some facts. So you mean like the same way that he exists or the same the way you believe that you're going to be an Olympian is the way that I believe in God. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know. <laughs> Energies and vibes. I know, man. right? Speaking about energy, yeah. That's not even funny. <laughs> sorry. Man, that's crazy. But anyway, um, I mean, all right. My point was that you believe in the, you're, you know, you're gonna do certain things. I believe I'm gonna do certain things. My belief in that is so strong 
you can't shake me. Mm-hmm. Some people believe in God so deep that you can't shake them. And some people disbelieve so bad that you can't shake them. Yeah. You think about that? Yeah, for sure. Like you're so strong in that. Now, this I'm is, not, this I'm is not a new gonna... thought. This isn't one of my John. I know what you mean. So I'm asking. Yeah. If I don't even know where your religious standpoint is, I have no idea. Uh, you could be spiritual, you could be universal, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even asking that question right now. But the way that you believe in being an Olympian right now, you're so sure of it with no. F- you don't know what the, what's mm-hmm. going to happen. You could tore your pec tomorrow. Yeah. Recipes, Ryan Crowley. Yeah, no, right. Um, I, Real talk. <laughs> it was harsh, but. Real talk. Okay. And. Um, and the same thing with God. And I'd rather, personally, I'd rather believe in God and Him not exist. Than not believe in Him, He does. You feel me? My dad always says that. Come on. And I agree. I mean, I, I just feel like, what is the term God? Though? Like, what is that? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We were is that something we don't know? The term? You know, like, I mean, because I didn't believe in aliens either, right? Until probably, like, recently. You believe in aliens? I just believe that there's something else uh, other out, there, out there other than us. I don't believe that I'm smart enough or I'm not, I don't think, dude, how can I put it? I, I don't want to sit here and say that I'm that naive to think that we're that's, the only thing that's, here. That's why I said it. You know what I'm saying? We're the only living creature. Not, and I'm not even talking about here. I'm talking about just in, just in general. There might be another this somewhere else we don't know about. Right. So it might not necessarily be aliens, but it could be other humans somewhere else. There could be a whole other galaxy somewhere else we don't mm. know about. We may not be the only ones, right? I don't know that. Maybe we are. Who knows? Oh, Joe Rogan would be so is, proud right now. But what I'm saying is, I just know that I'm not smart enough, neither is any man, to know what we don't know. You see what I'm saying? So how can we label it something we don't know? Well, to speak about God, and I understand here's how we call it. Here's how we can label it. We could say, you know, religion. Yeah. God says there's nothing else. This is what we got. Now you got a decision to make. And my whole thing is like, though, but like, Christianity goes back not it's not even the, the oldest religion there is so therefore like how do I know it's true that's how, the issue I have with that Google this how many religions are there in the world oh god I want to know the number I'm guessing 6,901 no. I'm just a total weird guess let me see let me see here how many religions are there? Uh, I'm guessing 9,601 how many something tells me I'm way low <laughs> All right, let's see. As of 2020. 2020. Um, damn. How many? 4,200 active religions in the world. 4,200. I was high. 4,200. 4, I can't name 50. My point. So, therefore, why is there so many different variations of the same thing? It's the same story told different ways. There's it, it it nothing different about the it. The same story told different ways. Why do you have Pentecostal? Why do you have Baptist? Why do you have Catholic? Why do you have... It's all the same shit. Yeah. Why do you have men's physique, classic physique? Right. I'm asking what you're... I get it. I get it. Buddhist, I mean, Muslim, whatever. We all have somebody that we feel like... Somebody. Is a higher power. And it, that's what it comes down There's to. There's always a higher power. So, so, so I, I think we can agree on that. Yeah, okay, okay. That there's something greater than us. Yes. What do we call it? I don't know. So we use the term God, right? I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm fine with that 100%. Universe. I pray to someone, right? Yeah. I feel like there's somebody looking for me or looking out for me. Yes. Yes. Okay. So like I told you the other day, what is prayer? What does that really consist of? Okay. Is that a real thing? We're not going to, we're not even going to Google this, but prayer, define prayer, JT. Mm. Why are you flexing, man? Like you, I feel like having a hard time with that. I think the, the common term is that I think a lot of us 
to me, prayer, right? Yeah. Is speaking, right? Yeah. Whether it be our conscious or subconscious, to something else greater than us. Greater than us, not yes. to us. Yeah, greater than us. Okay. That's what I feel like most of us are doing. Um, but they say a lot of times people say, you know, we we all God is in us, right? So if he came down supposedly like man, right, in Jesus form, right, then he did all these things, then we're no different than him, right, in a sense. So what I'm saying is so then who are we really praying to? Why was Jesus praying to God on the cross when he was God himself? Who's he praying to? Who's he praying to? God he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. He he he's God, right? He came yeah. down as man, so that's God in man form. Why is he praying to himself? That that always bothered me as a child. Who's he praying to? If he's if he's him, then why is he praying to him? This the guy. You know, that's how I be, I be thinking about that kind of stuff. You know, did you go to like Christian school? Anything like that? No, uh, no. So just did, did your parents just bring you into church every? Oh, every Wednesday, Sunday, every Sunday, Sunday? Oh, really? all day Sunday. I taught Bible study for three years when I was in high school. Yeah, so I've studied the Bible inside and out. But I'm just saying, like, and I used to believe 100 percent of it. Now. I'd say maybe 40, maybe 35% of I believe now. I think you're probably the general census, okay, of, uh, I want to say, the millennials, 38 mm -hmm. and under. I don't even know what the age group is, but 40 and under, I yeah. think the majority is going to agree with what you're saying right now. Yeah. Because we're, we're using our common sense and logic and opening up our minds to that, what you just said. And so when you're talking, I'm like, yeah, not, not only do I believe that, but like, like you're, you're enlightening even more. Like when Jesus said, Father, you know, why is he yeah. praying to somebody else when he is himself that? Yeah. Oof. Deep. So what'd you say? 6,300? I'm sorry. 4,200. I'm sorry. Four, yeah, 4,200. 4,200. And I would tell you, I'd be going to guess 99.9% uh, .9 of them had that higher power yeah. uh, entity that they prayed to or worshiped to or... Um, I don't know, was accountable for mm -hmm. or two. I'm just, I, I can't imagine that many religions, to be honest with you. It is crazy. Um, and Christian, way too many. Christianity, yeah, way too many, but it was, it was way, all the same thing. Why are different versions of Why, it? but. <laughs> why do you have a church every block in South Carolina? Yeah. Now, I'm not from here, but I was told when I moved here that I'm in the, I'm in the Bible belt. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what that was, but you're describing exactly what. Yeah, I mean, why is that? Ah, knowing that is in church the way my father is, or where my yeah. mom and dad are, yeah. even the way the pastor was, no one can ever answer those questions. And I understand we're not gonna always have all the answers. I get that, but those are the type of questions that I ask myself. Yeah, if the religion that we believe in is not even the the, the longest one, then how can it be right? <sighs> because there were man, there were there were humans before Christianity started. So what do they believe in? Like who made them? There's a lot of unanswered questions when it comes to religion. You know, I'm, I, that's the kind of stuff I ask. Like yeah. Adam and Eve story. Like hard, yeah, hardcore, like, hardcore so like, Christians are gonna uh, hammer you down with the Bible, and they're gonna, you know, this applies to this, but it's not exactly. The Bible was written by man anyway, though. So I mean, is it just a, a series of stories that for, that we should live by? Because there's great principles I think in the Bible, 100. percent I don't think you can read the Bible and be a worse person. Right. Not at all. I think that it's great because it tells a collective of stories, right? And parables or whatever you want to title it.
to help us be better people to live by maybe or to like gain lessons from. So like I think if you gain a lesson, maybe whether you believe in necessarily the whole thing, but you get the lesson that you were supposed to get out of that. Yeah, you can take your. That's what I think you take with you. That's what makes you a better John. That's what makes me a better JT. Not necessarily whether I believe that this happened or not, but did I get the lesson they were trying to teach me? You see what I'm saying? Like when you're reading books in school, like we all have stories. We watch a movie, Lion King, whatever. There's always a, a storyline behind it, right? So like whether you believe the Lion King was a real thing, it's not. But there's a story behind that. You see what I'm saying? I get it. So like that's what they want you to, I feel like, to gain from that and take that with you and move forward. It makes you a better person. So I'll never knock anybody that believes in the, the Bible or, excuse me, this uh, deeper religion. I can't knock you. Because but you believe in a higher power. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, Whether it be extra, whatever you want to call it, terrestrial creatures or whatever uh, you want. I mean, man. call it what you want. But look, we're gonna keep this. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, yeah. But there's definitely something. This is a whole other podcast. I really feel like, and Trey Hodge, <laughs> he he's all into this. Oh, really? I didn't even know. You didn't know. Go listen to the last two podcasts we did. Trey's very he's very quiet about stuff. He's, I need to. He's quiet, but we look. Well, okay. Yes, this is this is a roundtable situation. Okay. I'm down with that. I'm down. Um, with that. Golly, man, I'm just thinking where this thing would be going right now. <laughs> I'm I mean, down with that. Okay, sure. ghosts to religion. Um, I'm not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna do the politics thing right now. But that's that's very interesting though. For what's, sure. What's that, Trey? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be a very interesting topic to have. I can't. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. We've had a lot of conversations that go divert yeah. and all that, and I think. At the end of the day, there's three stories to every story. That's sure. the truth, your story, and his story. Mm-hmm. So three sides. And when you're able to listen to all three of them is when you're the most effective human being, I believe. And so when I we agree. have a disagreement, you, you know, and I... Open-minded, like you look, said, we talked about, right? Yeah, I don't have, I don't have JT on here because we're going to agree on mm-hmm. everything. I'm having him here because we're going to have a good conversation with different perspectives. And so there's a couple things we can do as adult males, uh-huh. men's. Men's, men's, that's not a word. Um, as men, we're gonna, if we have a disagreement, there's a couple things we can do. And right now, it seems to be that the most popular thing for us to do, I'm a white male, he's a black male, and uh, we grew up different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the most ineffective way, and what's being put out there now, is for us to be divisive mm-hmm. and for us to not have conversation. But when like, you and like this now, like this right now, man. Yeah. I mean, this this should be censored. I mean, Facebook would not allow this. Okay, so For if sure. we if we were if we were people of, you know, I don't know. I mean, if we we're politics, this this yeah. would be shunned. Okay, and so um, the ability to be open and to listen and be respectful of other people's perspectives because we're not all born and raised the same way is a true gift now. Where I don't think it used to be, but we're exploiting. Um, how to be more divisive on a daily basis to where you and I are, are unable to have conversations. I'm writing things, staring at you in the eye, writing down in my journal, not even looking at it, just to try to keep up with you. Because you're, you're saying things that, um, I, ca- I call them bombs. Like you're saying these golden nugget bombs to where it hits me and I get chills. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly, and I think about it and I'll read over this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, well, how do I stay away from that? But we can, as, as grown men, we need to be able to converse. Yeah, I, I feel like we're not able to do that. We're being uh, told not to and why we shouldn't. But this is exactly what needs to happen to be able uh, to, to bridge a lot of gaps. Okay, whether it's religion, politics, or race, 
Anything. Uh, sports, not a sport. Anything. Though. Listen, you and I could have, we could have fought on DMs. <laughs> okay. Instead, I want to read yeah. the DM. I'm, I, I'm not even going to pull it up, but um, I, I sent a story out of me and a cheeseburger or something stupid. And he, he, come, he comes respectfully. How dare him? <laughs> hey, I don't agree with that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, And that, yeah, yeah. this was the conversation. And then it was like, all right, man, well, I, I respectfully disagree. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, man, yeah. and I can't wait to talk to you later about it. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and I, I was like, ah, oh, this is not the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> but, I mean, end of the day, I mean, because like, we all have our own opinion, right? Yeah. And so I think when we really can embrace what that really means. Yeah. People say that it's so cliche, but no one really oh, yeah, understands that. If you know that everybody has their own opinion, right? Yeah. Then you shouldn't take offense when someone has a different viewpoint than you. But we take it personal. We're married to our political beliefs, our religious beliefs. We're married to those. So when someone goes against that, oh, oh nope, nope, can't deal with you. Got it's, it's a problem. No, it's okay. It's okay. Take a deep breath, relax. We'll discuss it. Be open-minded to hear what this person has to say. And it may change how you view what you thought you knew about, but yeah. maybe you really don't know as much as you thought you did. Yeah. Right? So I was like, hey, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that. You're like, well, why not? Okay, and I give you my spill on that. Oh, damn, I never thought about it that way. Okay, cool. But if you're not open-minded to that, you wouldn't be able to take that in. You see what I'm saying? Why are you so open-minded? What made you, I mean, is this something that you've always been? No, no, not at all. No. Okay, well, I say this because it's, no, a, loaded, no, it's, a, loaded, it's a loaded question. I am, not at all. I have not always been open-minded. No. I have been uh, uh, labeled a lot of things for a lot of good reasons. Very close-minded for a long time. And then what happened? What was it that... I think it, it's been a collective of things. I think, um, like I just told you the other day, we started talking. I just started smoking marijuana for like, what, the first time four weeks ago? Ever, Th never in my life. 33 years old, just... Just tripod. Okay. For like, first time ever. Just was like, gonna try it. Why not? I never. I had been told not to, right? Right. I've been told it's wrong. It's bad. It's not good for you. It's this. It's that. Yeah. Well, I don't, I want to have my own perspective. What is JT's perspective on marijuana? I don't know because I don't have one. My perspective always been given to me by other people. Ooh. So you know what? At thirty three, maybe I can actually make my own decision and see if I want to try something or not. You, you know, can't have for myself. Wow. So I did that, and I was like, damn, it's not as bad as I thought it was. It's not bad really at all. So now I have a different perspective of that than I did before. But no, I wasn't always open-minded to answer your question. And what changed? I think just getting older, maturing as a person, um, going through shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, realizing that damn, like I was wrong about some stuff, and then finding out later, damn, I was wrong. Damn, I and, uh. I, was, and I was going hard at that. Uh. Oh shit. So now I'm like, you know what? Maybe not let me go so hard at stuff that I think I know 100 percent because I might end up being wrong about this too. So let me just be open-minded to hear what everybody has to say. And that's pretty much what it was for me. And then actually meeting people that are very close-minded still, yeah. it's frustrating. Like, it, it's unattractive to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, ugh. That you can't, looks, you I don't want to look like that to someone else. Wow. That's what made me really change. I was, like, meeting people that are, like, like self-conceited. Not, like, arrogant or cocky, but, like, just so... They got the answers. You just, Yeah, you know everything. You've never not done something. You know every answer. You just... I'm like, I don't want to look like that to someone else. Mm. Like, that's so unattractive. So I don't want, like, the way I'm thinking about this person, yeah. I don't want someone to see me in that same light. Because I'm like, oh, man, I would hate for somebody to look at me the way I'm looking at this person right now. That's what made me, that, that's what made me feel that way. It breaks my heart. That's what made me feel that way. So now, I'm just like, you know what, I don't know all the answers. You know what I'm saying? And I'm cool with admitting that. 
I'm who was that? Was that uh, what was that? Uh, Warren Buffett, maybe, maybe not. I'm smart enough to know I'm not the smartest man in the room. Yes. So that technically makes you the smartest because you know you're not. See, a lot of people think they are and they're not. So it's not wrong. It's nothing wrong with not knowing, right? It's nothing wrong with not being the smartest person. And, and I a, know someone that is. I know the answer. I can go. If I don't know the answer, I know where I can go get the answer. Somebody's going to listen to you, though. You see what I'm saying? So, so I don't know the answer. That's fine. Don't be. I'll tell you, hey, man, I don't know, bro. But I'm going to find out for you. Okay. Instead of trying to, like, fake it like I know and I really don't. And you know I'm really faking it. I'll figure and it out. And I don't know that you know I'll I'm figure it out. It. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, you know what, bro? I don't know. Let me get back to you. All right, cool. You respect me a lot more by me telling you I don't know something than me like trying to gas you and tell you some bullshit. And really, you knew the whole time. You just want to see if I knew the answer. Now I look like a liar and like a bullshitter. Too. Oh man! Well, I'm trying to protect my like. I don't want him to see that I don't know everything. Image, and now you look at me like I'm just a bullshitter. I think that's a pride thing. That's an ego thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Oh, I get it. I'd much rather be somebody who didn't know a question than someone who's a bullshitter. Because not knowing is okay, right? Being ignorant to something like we spoke about earlier before the podcast. Being ignorant is not a bad thing. That word, staying that way, maybe staying that way. Now that's what I was gonna say. Ignorant is usually used as a bad term, but I, you know, uh, I use it. I say, listen, I'm ignorant to that topic. Now I want you to educate me. Yeah, I don't tell think me what I need I don't to know. Think it's negative at all. No, it's but but think about how many times people use it as negative. You're just ignorant. Oh, that ignorant a hole yeah. or whatever. Ignorant is not a bad word. I'm like, okay, yeah, I am. So yeah, so, so teach me, educate me. So, so I don't have. To, so I don't stay ignorant. Stay ignorant. That's absolutely right. You know what I'm saying. So I don't want to stay ignorant. You called me ignorant. I'm gonna accept that, and I'm gonna go educate myself. If you're not going to, if I start some new, like I had a buddy of mine wanting me to play golf, I'm probably never gonna get into that. Oh my gosh! I just started. <laughs> but but I may. I don't know. No. But I'm very ignorant to that. I don't know nothing about golf. And I'm okay with saying, hey, I don't know anything about golf. So if I needed someone to teach me about golf, I need to find someone that knows something about golf. Yes. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I don't even know how to, like, yeah. I don't even know how to, like, to hold a club. I heard you're supposed to, like, do, like, a finger thing. or JT. I don't even know, bro. So if I'm saying, like, I'm ignorant to that, that's okay. I'm cool with admitting that. Are you good on time? What time is it? I get good work here. So, is, it, is it 10 already? 10, 18? Dang, I'm supposed to be working at 10, 30. Oh, well. You okay? Yeah. We need yeah, to shut this thing yeah, down. Yeah, you good. We finish up. Yeah. Um, what were you saying? I had a point about being ignorant. It's okay to be ignorant to something as long as you're okay with knowing that you are, but not staying that way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't say. Like, that I don't way. know anything about golf. I'm ignorant to oh, that. the golf thing. I'm ignorant to golf. I don't know nothing about it. I know nothing either, and I just thought to myself, I'm not going to spend all day when I could be working. You know, mm -hmm. sitting on this golf. And last year in the summer, I had some buddies, Navy buddies, say, "Hey." Uh, bachelor party, you gotta do this thing. We're going golfing, and I, dude, I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? I went over here to this uh, thing in Spartanburg, the driving range. Okay. I yeah. made me, I made me a little tequila drink, mm -hmm. and I went there with a bucket, and I just started whacking <laughs> fucking walls, balls at the wall. I, I just, and it was a good time to me. Yeah. I'm by myself in my own thoughts, whatever, and so, um, asking questions, doing all these things. By the time it was like two weeks later, by the time I was doing that. You would never have known I didn't know what I was doing. I was able to, I was able to drink with the guys. I mean, golf with the guys. <laughs> so, I mean, it was really like I was for years. And but this is what people do, a lot of yeah. the golf thing. Yeah, that's I'm a just, that's a popular thing now. Yeah, it's popular, and I've I've still got a hard time with the whole. I'm going to spend all day doing this. Yeah. There's got to be more to it. Perfect example, like you smoke cigars. Yeah. 
So I started probably, I don't know, three, maybe three years ago. Knew nothing about it. Nothing about it. No reason to do it. No. Mm-hmm. But I just been I've been told by people it's a good hobby, right? Relaxing hobby to get into, to meet very influential people. Oh, with long cancer. To be in rooms with people that like I probably never would be in rooms with. That's true. That's really why I got into it. Like I told you before the other day, me and you spoke. Anything that I feel like could possibly make me a better person, a better version of myself, I'm willing to entertain that. So smoking cigars will make me a better bodybuilder? Probably not. But is smoking cigars going to introduce me to people I probably never would be introduced to? Okay, yeah. All right, I'll entertain it. You know? Is smoking marijuana going to help me feel better maybe possibly? Okay. Is it going to increase my appetite? Yeah, possibly. Okay, cool. All right, well, maybe i entertain it. Maybe I'll do it. Right. Me doing heroin is probably not going to help me any, so I'm probably not going to ever do it. Yeah, There's no benefit from it. I don't it. really know anybody on heroin, so. So, like, that's just my, 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 my train of thought now on something, right? If this would help me be a better version of myself in any aspect, right, then I'll at least entertain it. But I like how you took the judgment even from um, even uh, governmental, religious, or political, like, their views on, let's say, THC. Mm-hmm. You just kind of set that aside and thought that I'm going to think about myself. I'm going to do some research on myself. Yeah. And then I'm going to figure out to do it or not. Like, I mean, I can't think of a lot of people that look at things, individual things like that, and think of it in that uh, logic. Okay. They're going to take in CNN. They're going to take in what their family said. They're going to take in what the church said. Yeah. Or, or, or hold on, even, even worse, their school. Yeah. schools have the biggest agenda whether we like it or not and so they take all these things and then they apply it to their life but at some point something has happened you used a word earlier today free thinker free what did you free use? thinker yeah yeah okay so i don't even know where that yeah, came you from. used that outside earlier so yeah, i said it i didn't know so it with that being said like that's what i want to i want to be more of right and and help people become and, it, and in order to do that i have to do what you just said i have to look at things subjectively you know what i'm saying and be like hmm let me look let me dissect this right with my own knowledge yours right? yeah. my own experience and come up with my own perspective of it i have to yes to be a free thinker because if i'm just going off what i've been told sheep what i learned from someone what someone told me that i was not supposed to do or do i'm not really free thinking i'm just regurgitating what i've been told or been taught that's not really me thinking for myself Mm-mm. i had to start doing that in order to become more free-spirited, more free-thinking, as you say. So that's kind of like you said, why did you become more open-minded? That's kind of the process that led to that. Is because I was like, damn, I don't know everything. <laughs> you know? And when I thought I knew everything, I didn't really know shit. I tell people now, the more I think I know, the more I know, I know shit. Yeah, facts. Shit. And he said the same thing. He said the same? He was like, I'm 20 years in. He's like, and I'm just now starting to learn a little bit of something. He was like, I, I thought I knew everything. He's like, I ain't no shit. <laughs> Bro, we have, I've got so many things written down that we can't touch right now. That's you got to, you got to get to work. That's all good. Uh, listen, there's going to be many more of this. Uh, I look the, forward to it, man. Yeah, these podcasts. I appreciate it, dude. Like, I'm, I'm writing stuff down. I'm learning. Uh, the most influential guy that I've had on this podcast. I mean that. Man. Um, I want, I want you to, uh, Tell people how they can get a hold of you. Because okay. if, if I'm looking for a coach, bro, yeah. listen, anybody who's listening, other than Trey Hodge, <laughs> I got JT right here. All right, so uh, Instagram uh, is uh, <clears throat> prettyboyjt underscore. Um, my email address is JT Health and Fitness. That's uh, health, A N D, fitness at yahoo.com. Um, you can reach me there. I'm not on Facebook. I do have a YouTube channel 
which is the same uh, name as my Instagram. So you can find me on both. But um, yeah, so if y'all want to reach out, you know, private message me, DM me, comment, whatever. Um, I give my number out to people if they want it when they hit me up privately. So um, don't mind doing that either. T-shirts, well. dude. Where do I get your T-shirts at? Um, actually, man, I'm actually trying. I'm in the process right now of trying to rebrand, you know, a little bit. So, um, but yeah, if you reach out to me privately, I can give you everybody the information. But I used to have a website which was uh, ambitioncreateseverything.com. Um, I hadn't really put anything up new on that in a while. So when I rebrand and I finish doing that, then I'll probably release some new stuff out. But right now, um, the best way to get in contact would be probably um, direct message. All right. And if yeah. you can't get all to him, go ahead and DM me. What shows you have ready? What are you, what are you thinking? Mm, I would like to do Tampa this year. Tampa? Uh, yeah, possibly. Okay. When is that? How long is that? Um, I want to say it's fall time, like maybe later in the year, August, if I'm not mistaken, something okay. like that. All right. Um, just because the other shows right now are be too close. I hadn't hit the weight that I want to hit yet before yeah. I start cutting down. Um, so that'll give me some time to really still grow before I have to start really like cutting um, you know, the body fat and stuff. Yeah, like okay. That. Well, listen, watch JT, okay, because I'm, I'm watching. I'm a fan. Um, you can look at my stuff. You can get a hold of him. Uh, man, this guy's got so much hidden potential. I, I think a lot of you guys are missing out on this right here. Uh, JT, you've got pretty boy JT underscore. Same thing on YouTube, dude. My YouTube channel, same thing. I'm actually doing a lot more content right now on YouTube, trying to put more of that out. Um, I want to start trying to document the preps that I do, you know, showing people what it looks, what it looks like from 20 weeks out, yeah. you know, 16 weeks out, 10 weeks out, you know what I'm saying, five weeks out, two weeks out, the day of the show, day before the show, weigh-ins, check-ins, that whole nine. So people seem like they, they're interested in that type of they thing. They are. To see the backstage, the, you know, behind the scenes. Yes, um, because I mean, you know, the working out stuff's cool, right? But I want to kind of show people like what it really takes to, to go through this whole process, like what it looks like when I start to the time I finish, right? Um, and then that way, it's a, almost like a, excuse me, a documentation of the whole, the whole process, right? So, um, and then not only that, it gives me, I guess, the material to be able to show my clients, right? Hey, I'm doing what I'm telling you guys too. I'm not just preaching something I'm not doing. So I'm actually starting from square one and this is the goal 20 weeks from now and then you can follow my process at the whole time so that's kind of my goal so i've been doing more youtube videos now but once prep starts i want to really start maybe about every two weeks really doing updates and showing people how you know what i'm doing getting adjusted from trade my training my diet me cooking my meals me doing my meal prep with my my, uh, my sponsorship my, my company i'm using now who's that um true unique fitness True Unique Fitness. Yeah, that's my, my actually, my cousin owns it. <clears throat> Him and his sons, they actually started um, a year ago, and they just started opening for business probably about two months ago. True Unique Fitness. Yeah. Where are they at? They're located uh, on Pelham, well, I guess off of Pelham Road. Um, near, In Greenville, South Carolina. Near Batesville. Yeah. Okay. Not too far from the, the uh, Powerhouse Gym on both Batesville Road. Okay. Greenville, South Carolina. It's well, probably going to be titled probably Greer. Not a, not a, not everybody's local, man. So I'm trying to yeah. give this out to people. Uh, if you're coming to Greenville, South Carolina, you know we're about an hour from Charlotte, hour and a half, two hours from Atlanta. Uh, True Unique Fitness. Uh, I'm looking look. at right now. So the actual kitchen is um, it's called Imagine Kitchen. That's the name of the kitchen. So what are they googling? What are they looking for on Instagram? Um, on Instagram, it's True Unique Fitness. T U F is the uh, the acronym, but it's uh, 
True Unique Fitness, yeah. All right, I'm gonna and post some. We'll, they got a website, the whole nine, yeah. You gonna you gonna tag them on something? Yeah, I will. And okay. I normally put up stuff on my page every probably every two three days about them too. So okay, um, just to kind of give them some shout out too, and let All them right. know that I'm you know sending people their way. Because the meal thing, dude, that for me is one of the hardest things for me to do is to have six meals a day. Yeah, like Prep as and ready. oh my yeah. goodness. And for me to be able to do, I mean, you bodybuild, people would say, oh, you got all the time in the world to do this. Well, not everybody gets to do that. <laughs> no. And you have other other business Obligation, things you got to yeah, do. For sure. So, listen, you got every, everybody listening, you got every opportunity to um, connect with JT. And you should. You should. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you know that I'm, I'm real in what I'm saying right now. So, uh, JT's the real deal. When he says something, I believe it. A man of integrity and loyalty. Uh, real pleasure knowing him and having him on the podcast. Uh, for some reason, I feel like I'm gonna have him on a lot more, especially about aliens. <laughs> I'm definitely down, bro. And I'm uh, down, brother. I'm we're down. gonna end this podcast and uh, shout out to Trey Hodge, my man. Love you.